Yeehaw, yippee-ki-yay. Howdy, howdy. It is Wednesday. Welcome to episode number 14 of Rad Dad Radio. My name is Super Jar... What? Super Shark Johnson. Super Jerk Johnson sometimes. And I'm here with my brother from the exact same mother, Johnny Creams, Cream of Egbert, John Michelle. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is John... Hey guys. Hey man. How's it going? <laughs> hey, are you guys talking about video games over here, man? Hey man, I love video games and I'm a dad. Let's get down to brass tags, boy. <laughs> yeah. I love video games, man. <laughs> awesome. How you doing? I'm John. I'm, doing... I'm John Michelle. I'm Cream Hi, of Egbert. I'm all of those things. I'm a I'm a man. I'm a father. I'm in search of redemption. Aren't we all? On this episode, you picked a good one, boys. Uh Thank you all the listeners for tuning in right on time. We are on time. We're getting better. Things are getting tighter. Our tech is no longer a wreck. We're pretty excited about that. On today's awesome episode, we have some Xbox news. We have some Rad Dad news. We have an email. We have a top three. We have a game of the week update. It's a TBC, a to be continued, or a TBC of thieves. We'll talk more about that. We also have a very... This is going to be a heavy dad chat, boys. Tune in for this one. Um, that's it. John, you ready to get real today? Let's get real. Let's get let's get in there. Let's, let's <laughs> dip our beaks in. Let's get our beaks wet. Get our beaks wet and our butt cheeks suntanned. Rad Dad Radio, episode 14. Fucking greatest. Uh, 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 Turn the music up in the headphones. Chicka. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told you get that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably yo with the y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the Lord, nigga. Grip him a ball. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Off the track that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it. Just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom. To the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan. And I'm straight up the block. Like a running back. Get it, man? I'm straight up the block. I could run it back, nigga. Cause I'm straight from the block. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for tuning in. My name is Super Shark Johnson, Rad Dad Radio, episode 14. I want to give a quick shout out to some of our sponsors. We are brought to you today by Madeira. Madeira is an outdoor gear and clothing good company that does, uh, you know, they don't just try to get people in the outdoors. They take care of the outdoors as well. With every purchase, they plant a tree. If you are looking for some outdoor gear. I know, listen guys, spring is coming and right after that is summer. And if uh, you're like these folks out here in Colorado, you're going to get up and and by up, I mean vertical height. If you want to get boots for the mountain, you want to get a hammock for sleeping, you want to get a hat to keep the sun out of your pretty eyes, um, Madeira is the place to go. Um, If you make a purchase through our link found in the show notes, it definitely helps out Rad Dad Radio. So we appreciate you checking that out. John, when's the last time you went camping? When's the last time you like 
You buckled um, up. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, I would say like camping, camping, right? Camping, like uh, you're I would in say, a tent um, by a fire. Yeah, I would say Powell Lake uh, with you boys uh, way back in, what was that, 2014 or fi- It's been a while. The that was gut, a fun Utah. trip. Yeah, that was a fun trip. Oh, man, that, that was when, uh, that's Brogan's scariest moment of his entire life. <laughs> we had a windstorm creep up on us. We had a lot of crazy stuff happen on that trip. We found a we found what looked like a little like hill, and it ended up being a pile of rocks that we were able to climb inside of. <laughs> it was probably pretty was dangerous. Awesome. It's yeah. like a small, personalized cave just for me and my friends. It was, yeah, it totally was. And everyone had their own little nook, like Fraggle Rock. I loved it. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to go again. I was I was thinking just in the spirit of Rad Dad, it would be really fun um, to just, and I've said this for years, but we need to make it happen. And I need your help. We need to take our dad, uh, the the warrior king himself, Dan Egbert, we need to take him camping. Just us brothers. No males allowed. Go camping. Somewhere cool. Okay. I really don't care where we go. But that would be think- fun. I'm into it. And we can, we can, you know, we can do the tent thing or we can use a sweet camper RV thing. All whatever. I know is I'm sleeping away from him. He's a snorer and uh, I can't skunk sleep ape. next to a snorer. He's a skunk ape too. Unless I'm shit faced and then that'd be All fine. Off. Hey, speaking <laughs> of shit faced, I'm off the wagon. Hey, Ooh, yeehaw. Drinking again tonight. So cheers to all you rad dads out there. A little booze never got anybody hurt. Only it, I think it did probably several times. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, yeah, it's probably hurting someone right now as we speak. <laughs> um, we'll see. So listen, give a, I know on PCRN, which I'm going to talk about here in a second podcast right now, uh, you gave a little update on what you did. No February. What, what would you say were the positive outcomes of your, your booze fast? Um, well, certainly I was sleeping better and feeling better. Um, I work, uh, I, my main line of income is I'm a trivia host for excess trivia in Columbus, Ohio. And I am in, I am in bars, uh, four nights out of the week. And I usually have a beer if I'm hosting trivia helps break the ice a little bit. It's, uh, I like, I like beer. I'm a, I'm a beer drinker. Um, and yeah, just drink a lot of beer in a week when four nights out of the week you're at bars and then the weekend rolls around and Hey, let's have, let's have some beers with, uh, you know, with friends and company, family, things like that. Uh, and so it was my friend, Joe, who is on podcast right now. You guys should all listen and subscribe to that one. Uh, it was his idea. He randomly texts the group. Uh, Hey, what do you guys think about a no, no booze month? And, um, for, I think it was just the right time. I, as soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, I mean, did I, I, fa- I mean, I failed the challenge, uh, but I, I still, I mean, drank record low amount of beer What was uh, the compared most, to my normal schedule. What was the most days in a row you did? Um, so I went, uh, we started late. So it was because, uh, let's see, there was a wake that, or not a, what do you say? A wake, a wake? Uh, someone died. Funeral. <laughs> yeah. Someone died. Um, Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone did die. Yeah. I remember. I thought uh, you buddy, made a buddy of ours brother. He, he passed. And so it was like, well, we're drinking, we're drinking on this day. Um, and so we all I'm very had some beers. And so that was, that. let me I'm just look at, look at the calendar here. That was, uh, February 4th was my first day. 
And then Jordash Shaquille came into town the weekend of the 15th and 16th. So I drank that weekend. So that was like three days off. And then mm-hmm. I went another week and, and then the end of February. So two more weeks. So I, I kind of hit a month, but realistically like total days, you're talking about probably something to the, to, to the effect of like 24, 25 days. Um, wow. and it was my That's challenge, you know, it was my goal. Yep. I, I molded it into whatever I thought was, um, going to help me. And, uh, I, I felt great. Um, I lost 87 pounds. Oh my uh, gosh. So now yeah, you weigh, lost a lot of you weight. Only weigh 300 um, pounds now. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I would say that one of the big takeaways is, um, just, I guess like thinking of every, every beer I, and this is awkward for me cause I sound like a full blown alcoholic. You know what I mean? Um, I never got like when I was on my normal schedule of, of drinking, I was never like, I'm going to get blackout every night. It was just sort of maintaining, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just drinking, you know, over the course of two to four hours, a beer an hour or something like that. And, uh, I'd say what, uh, one, one thing that's changed is I think about every beverage now, each individual beverage, I'm like counting them now in the back of my head, which, you know, in a night out with the boys, you might say, Oh, Hey, it's uh, dinner at five o'clock. We're drinking with dinner. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm drinking tonight. I got my Uber lined up, whatever. Um, you might, you might consider just going all in and not, you know, if, Oh, I'm just going to order another beer because the previous beer expired. So I need, you know, to keep, keep it going. Um, so this has been nice because there's been, you know, more than a couple nights, uh, since where, you know, have, I'll have a beer and then not, not finish the night off. You know what I mean? Not sure. keep going with it. Um, and then mo- the other moderation. one is, uh, we just kind of made, uh, me and the wife just kind of made a rule like, Hey, unless it's the weekend, we shouldn't really be, you know, buying beers for the fridge. You know, like, are we just always, you know, you look at it, you say, oh, are we just always drinking beer or yeah. should we, you know, That's is a there, rule. is there a reason on a Wednesday night that we have a, an IPA in our hand? Well, you know, so you just, uh, you, I guess radio. you just think about it more. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, I'm proud of you. I think, I mean, I think you said it really well and this is, uh, maybe Carl little... posted in the show notes for our most recent right. podcast right now. Like one of the things we talk about is John fails the no, Feb no brewery. I'm like, yeah. Carl, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, that. technically I did fail. Um, but I, uh, it, you know, that's, what's nice about a, a goal or a challenge or something like that is, uh, I think if you can do better, I think than what you, what you were doing before, then that's a, that's a step, you know? Yeah. And I was going to say like, uh, I think and how many really- nights did we sit around playing mm-hmm. Xbox and you guys were all, Oh, oh. I'm going to go get another beer. And I'm like, I'm sitting there with, uh, you know, lime, lime flavored, uh, LaCroix or whatever <laughs> and enjoying my, uh, we just call them fizzy drinks now around the house, but we've been stocking the fridge with those. And those are uh, great. Those are, yeah, that's been great. Yeah. I've been getting those too. Um, I think what you said was really great advice though, is if you're going to set a goal like that, um, it make it realistic because chances are, if you ever try it again, you'll do that much better. And anytime you take something away, um, you learn an appreciation for it. Like I, I mentioned last episode, I'm doing this, intermittent fasting thing. I'm on week number five and, uh, I love it. And 
the best part about it is all food is awesome. And I look forward to my meals. I look forward to what I eat. Um, I tend to eat healthier without even thinking about it because your body is craving certain things. It's not looking for like French fries and chicken nuggets. It's looking for like nutrients and things like that. So, yeah, um, I love it. And like, um, I've been at 16 hours at a minimum. Um, oh, you're, I've been, you're intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, I've been working up to 20. I've been doing 20 a couple times, but uh, Jordan Shaquille and I are going to work our way up to a 36-hour fast, which uh, we'll see Dang. how that goes. That's like monk-level fasting. We'll probably levitate yeah. at that point. I'm, I'm into that. I, I do it on accident some days. You know what I mean? To skip breakfast. It's actually, well, I just, that, it's I'm not easy. a breakfast guy anyway. All I really want is coffee, and um, sometimes I'll find myself you know, after, after work is done for the day and getting home and sitting down and saying, Oh, all right. I, Oh, that's right. I haven't eaten today. I'm (laughs) very hungry. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, what do you recommend though? You still have to eat healthy if you're doing this, right? You want to eat lean proteins and, uh, get some leafy greens in there. You can pair it. You can pair it with different things. Some people pair it with like a ketogenic diet, which is essentially, high fat, low carb. Some people just do like, uh, they'll try a vegetarian stint in there. But, um, for me, I mean, I feel like we generally eat healthy. Uh, the camp that I work at, they cook actually really healthy food. It's probably the best food I've ever had at a summer camp. The other day, John, I had, um, elk tamales that my boss made, (laughs) which are, is like, a um, it's like a, a bunch of awesome Mexican food wrapped in a corn husk and then baked elk. Yeah, it's elk that he killed himself. So I was like, "All right, I'm living the Colorado Sounds awesome. dream." Oh, it was so good. It was so like tender and awesome. I don't think I've had elk before. Oh, let's so, let's add that to the Colorado list. I'll get you some elk, bud. Yeah, I'm coming out there, buddy. I know. <laughs> I can't in about wait. About a month, I'll be out there. We're gonna record an episode together in the same room, so that'll be nice. Yeah, maybe we'll do our. Uh, maybe we can do our first couch cast. We'll play a video game together on the couch. Maybe like trials and stream it or Pretty something. Cool. Yeah, baby. Awesome. Well, hey, you mentioned PCRN. I just want to give them a shout out. They're um, uh, big supporters of the show. We are part of the podcast right now network, which is growing uh, strongly. And uh, uh, Carl, who's listening right now live, has got Wrestleface, which is a wrestling-based podcast. It happens, again, intermittently. Um, So check that one out. And then we are working and... um, on developing a fear with beer podcast, which is a basically a shitty, scary movie podcast paired with really good beer. Um, and Jordan Shaquille is going to help us out with that. Maybe we could do one of those when I'm out there too. I'd watch a scary movie and drink a beer with you. You could help us kick it off. Um, (laughs) help us kick it off strong. So a uh, big thanks to podcast right now. If you guys like Rad Dad Radio, we highly recommend you check out PCRN Podcast Right Now. What's the website for that, John? Is it podcastrightnow.com or is Yeah, it just simple? all one word, podcastrightnow.com. Um, and on there, you'll find all of our links to Twitter, our Patreon, and all that stuff. So, Yeah, and it's also available where only the finest podcasts can be found, just like Rad Dad Radio. So check out Podcast Right Now. We are also on Discord, which is a chat feature. It's also a, a way to keep in touch with Cream and myself and all the other fanboys, the Kakfu boys. Uh, so look us up. Again, you can find us almost, I, I would say almost everywhere, Rad Dad Radio or Rad Dad Redemption. Just give those a little search search on your Bing or Internet Explorer services. 
thing? <laughs> I just want to, I don't know. <laughs> what Maybe. am I trying to earn? Microsoft points over here? <laughs> um, we are also on Patreon. I know all, if you're a podcast guy, you probably hear about Patreon all the time, so I will spare you the... Uh, the, Seems like the, everyone has a the violin. Yeah. yeah, the violin music. But uh, Patreon is a way to support content providers like podcasts. We are on Patreon again, Rad Dad Radio, and we have multiple levels of giving. Two dollars is the minimum. It's actually a buck ninety-five. You know, I think you you guys it's a month, buck ninety-five a month um, gets you in the club. And um, here soon, Cream, we're going to start releasing. Patreon exclusive content. Um, Ooh. So uh, maybe um, <laughs> maybe we'll record me and John talking about the show before it happens, and you can hear us like fumble through our show notes and bitch at each other a little bit. That might be fun for some folks. So look us up on Patreon. We also have our own Google Voice line nine seven zero three six eight five six nine four or foul ox four nine seven zero foul. Ox four. That's a real shitty ox. Literally, F O U L O X. The number four. Leave us a voicemail if you see something happening. Um, give us a little ring a ding dong. Uh, Nighthawk. I'm still waiting for your phone call, baby boy. So give me a hit me up on the old uh, rotary phone. We would love to hear. Come from on, you. Nighthawk. Come on, we want to hear you, bud. Get it together. Get it together, Nighthawk. Did anyone send us any emails this week of dead animals and the gorilla there? No, we Volkswagen did have golf. We, did, we do have one fun email though. I'll read it. I'll read it a little bit later in the show. Okay, you can email us at raddadradio one, the number one raddadradio one at gmail dot com. It's Gmail. He always says Gmail. It's it's just Gmail dot com, the one you've always heard of. Not uh, that's just how I say it. So you say Gmail a lot. Yeah, Gmail <laughs> sounds like uh, a young African American uh, boy who uh, is just not doing so well in social studies this year. Gmail. Uh, yeah, he's doing okay. I checked in on him earlier. <laughs> He'll pass, but he's doing all right. Got to keep his, an eye on that GPA, Jamail. Yeah, get it together, Jamail. And finally, <laughs> if you are listening to us um, live, you are listening to us in the best possible way, which is Mixler, M I X L R, which is confusing because Xbox has a service called Mixer. And occasionally people on Instagram correct me because they think I'm trying to tell people to go to mixer.com, but I'm not. I'm trying to tell you to go to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. I recommend Joel, downloading the Joel, app. Tell them, tell, them, tell them why. Tell them why it's the best way to listen to the podcast. Well, if you download the app, you can follow us. You get notified the moment we air. We play a little bit of elevator music, a.k.a. whatever song is kind of themed to the show. I played Outcast, Got to Keep Them Separated. We'll talk about why I played that in a little bit later. And uh, you can it's interact offspring. with the show. You can... Uh, did I say Outcast? Uh, th- that's complete opposite. Outcast does. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am, I am for, for real. real. Yes, that's what they sing. And uh, they haven't put hey an ya album out is since. another song that yeah. Outcast has done. Hey, my, ya, have you heard this My track? babies don't mess around. Shake it. Shake it. Polaroid. Polaroid. <laughs> We're the whitest you know, dude. does not develop a Polaroid picture, right? You know that? I've Shaking heard that. a Polaroid picture, it doesn't do anything to increase the time of development. It just gives those impatient people something to do. I guess. But you can interact with the show on Mixler. You can ask questions. You can participate in our trivia. Um, you can talk and meet some of the community members. And we generally have around a half dozen to a dozen folks that listen. Um, so it's a good time. We have some, some good regulars that have been involved. And uh, 
They're beautiful, wonderful people. Hit that heart button, Mixler, if y'all can hear me. We don't know what the hearts do, but it sure does feel good when you hit that heart button. Cream of Egbert, tell folks, um, you know, Red Dead Redemption is still a very popular game. Xbox One is uh, uh, this month close to tying PlayStation. Nintendo Switch is still the number one um, selling console. So a lot of new folks on Xbox. What the hell are they listening to? What is this Red Dead nonsense? Well, we're fathers and we are gamers. We're fathers first. We're gamers. Probably like seventh. <laughs> um yeah, it's a place for uh, folks to get some gaming news, have some fun, and play some trivia games with us. But then also our whole motto is uh, balancing the life of a uh, an, an accountable family member and uh, child raiser with the passion of time-wasting, a.k.a. video games. Oh, I tell you what, something boils inside my chest every time I sit down and fire up my Xbox One X. And it, and I know I'm I know I'm wasting time. You know I know this is I'm not producing anything, but you know what? It's fun. I get a I get to spend time with my brother who lives across the country, and um, have all kinds of fun experiences. And uh, we are, if you're a if you're a gamer right now, hot dog! This is just the time. There's so many games out right now. I'm I'm so behind on all the things I want to get into, and um, I've been I've been geeking out hard on. I've, I've upgraded my console and I've upgraded my display. So it, it seems like a new, um, yeah, just a new pulse of energy as far as uh, like trying to get some games played and not just do yeah. the normal, uh, you know, Rocket League, GTA 5, Halo 5, rigmarole. Is it that feeling? Remember when uh, everything switched to DVD and you're like, oh my God, let's watch Mission Impossible 2. Oh my God, let's watch yeah. Fight Club. Is it yeah, that I, kind yeah, of feeling? Yeah, I would compare this to. I would compare this to the difference of an original Xbox game and an Xbox 360 game. Okay. I think that's how I would compare like the the difference in quality. Yeah, it's and pretty, it's games uh, you're used to, and you're just seeing them in a new way, and it's, it's like, pretty oh amazing. my God. Feel like yeah. such an idiot for playing on the uh, original Fat Boy or the Xbox Xbox uh, S. You know, yeah. you gotta upgrade that shit. Has there been a game that's caught you off guard that you didn't expect would look as good as it does? Well, I don't want to sound like a shill, but uh, Red Dead Redemption constantly. Like anytime I'm anywhere in that game, I'm just like, good lord! I like I can't get things done because every you know twenty minutes I have to stop and just look at trees and study the skyline and see how the clouds are you know setting and all this <laughs> yeah. shit. it's so good man it is it's real pretty i remember uh, well rocket league looks good believe it or not um it's it's crisp and i remember uh star wars battlefield 2 which you and i actually played a little bit this is a good transition into what we've been playing um we played some battlefield 2 <laughs> starfighter and uh i love that that's game. right we did yeah yeah that's a really good example of the the 4k display because it's especially with the hdr right because you have all this black space in the background that's right. pretty much the background for any of those starfighter assault maps that's and true. um yeah lots of fun to be had in that game despite all the, the loot box loot crate uh gambling controversy and all that that uh, they're still they're still fun to be had in that game oh then they, they they've added i was surprised at all the content they've added since i got on there there's young anakin 
Count Dooku. All yeah. the Solo stuff is on there, so you can play as uh, like young Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon, young Lando um, in the Millennium Falcon. It's uh, they're still adding stuff to that game, so. If you haven't played it in a while, check it out. And Reno, Dad of the Year, he uh, he got us to play some of the, like I guess whatever the equivalent of their Slayer matches are, where you just kind of run around as a character. And I forgot how fun that was, too. And I actually had more fun playing that than um, I think I remember having. That game got a bad rap, you know? I mean, EA sure tried did. something that was pretty, pretty shysty, but as soon as that happened, everyone called them on it and then it was never implemented. Yeah. It's hard. I I don't think you can spend money in that game. I think they like, they didn't even try. Yeah. Um, And and that's what's funny is like, and that game got passed over by so many people because they saw headlines that were very clickbaity, you know, and everyone piled on. Um, Did they make mistakes? Of course they did. They're EA. They do it every fucking release that they have, right? Mm -hmm. Every release they have, there's some kind of weird little backdoor earning thing. But, you know, if it's it's an Apex Legends situation, uh, like, I can't wait to spend money on that game because it was free. And I love it, and it's fun. And and so far, I've had hours of fun for free and it was a yeah. surprise no one no one announced it it was just hey here's this here's this fun toy you get now exactly like, that never happens christmas you know? for so. everybody um yeah i played I'm, I'm getting more into apex i'm actually killing people now um i got caustic which is the he looks like a poor man's darth vader he he's talks the fart man. like this I've, he's like a super villain and he uh he's fun he shoots out a giant fart cloud that will both hide people hide you from your enemies as well as hurt them yeah he these little bombs that you can put in front of doorways that will also hurt people um i like it i like it a lot and the first battle pack is actually coming out uh this month so we'll get to see a new character um that they're releasing and some new weapons and they're um, doing their first map update. So it sounds like they might be going the Fortnite route and actually altering the map. Um, or they could add a new map, but a lot of people don't think that will happen. That's a lot of work, obviously, for a free game. So, um, But I am definitely liking it a whole lot more. It really reminds me of like PUBG. I remember at first with PUBG, I was like, uh, okay, let's give it a shot. And then all of a sudden you find yourself playing like every single night once you started getting into the nuance and the particulars of it. So I like it. I'm glad you encouraged me to play cream. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, I beat crackdown three this week. So did I, (laughs) (laughs) I did it accidentally too. So I, I, uh, I slammed all your stats by the way, you can check it. Can I know you? you guys are all doing your trial uh, time comparisons uh, within the Kakvu community, but like, um, I got I got so many more orbs than you. I I've unlocked. You, uh, yeah, I bet you have. I, I kicked your butt. I bet my explosive orbs are higher though. I literally ha- don't have. I don't use a gun that doesn't explode in some way. We talking about in Crackdown? All my guns are explosive guns. Yeah, but that's not a trackable achievement. It is. It's the how yellow. many things you explode. Yeah, it's the yellow orbs. So when you make an explosion, you get little yellow bits that come at you. That, that's not tracked. <laughs> oh, it's not. I'm talking, I don't about, even... I'm talking about orbs, like agility orbs that you have to like go find. Oh, like literal yeah. orbs. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. It's all right. You'll do better next time. I beat it uh, accidentally. I wish you all so the luck. 
Oh, okay. I, I hey, you know what? That game is not great, right? It's we, we've like agreed it's pretty mediocre, but it's just sort of relaxing and kind of yeah. fun. It's a um, Wesley Snipes '90s movie video game. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll tell you what the the ending um, death of the like main boss in the game that was kind of cool with the, the with the little uh, thumbs up. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that final cinematic basically, like when yep. when you kill the final boss, it was like, oh, okay, well, I got to see that. That was fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. and they they did say that there, and this makes sense uh, because they put it on Game Pass, but there will be two um, like content updates, so they are going to be adding some more single player content. I guess I'm good. I've already I'm uh, like I'm ready to move on. Leave it alone. I, yeah, I move too. on. Like um, that one was nice to play and finish because. I just wanted to like check it off a list so that I could move on to the next game. Um, so I, I just have all these games. Like, I don't know if I want to so many finish. Basically I'm in a place right now where outside of the normal social games that we'll play, if everybody's online, apex legends, GTA five, halo five, uh, rocket league, like outside of those games, um, what, what story, game am i going to go into next um i think i've pretty much decided on the new assassin's creed assassin's creed uh odyssey, odyssey. yes well let me yeah. tell you about it buddy because that's what i've been playing most of the time this week so i was playing it before crackdown if you guys go back a few episodes crackdown's done i'm playing it again and um man i am just hook line and sinker i think i talked about how the map is overwhelmingly large but you have so much fun clearing it out that you just keep playing. It's almost like solitaire for nerds, you know? Like you just you just play and you you do stuff and you get more powerful and you get new weapons and new armor yeah. and all that fun stuff. But uh and I just they just re- they just released the fifth content update for it, so they're continuing to add Who like, has the hours for these games? Who is who is playing <laughs> all these not games? Dads. It's not us God, d- dads, dudes, dorks, and Cause, dames. Because I also sure. have installed, because of Game Pass, both of the newest Tomb Raider games. Um mm-hmm. the Gears of War four, I'm like still tempted to jump into that one day. Oh, let's I play still, a co-op I still haven't on played that. Witcher. I started that like a week before Red Dead came out like an idiot and then <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. Got like all of four hours into it and I was like, Oh wait, Red Dead's out. I'm I'm never gonna think about this game again. <laughs> so there's yeah, so many I, games. I love it, man. And uh I, I just love the character for some reason. I don't I don't know how else to describe it, but I play as the female avatar, so you get two male or female. Her name's Cassandra. Do you, do you realize She's awesome. that for do you realize that for the same performance um for the Xbox One X on a four K HDR TV, to get that out of a PC, like to get that out of a gaming um computer, you're talking about like at least a thousand dollars. Like maybe maybe more if you're not cutting corners, okay. To to get 4K gaming in locked, uh, 60 hertz, and the HDR support. Like there are only a handful of like, like the higher end graphic cards do that no problem. But all of those are basically the cost of an entire Xbox One X just for the GPU. Uh, like I saw some uh, reviews wow. and some things like that. And uh, there's a a channel I go to on YouTube. I think it's called like tech tech news or something like that. Um, 
similar to the Xbox podcast that we listened to from IGN. It's like the worst host ever, but they Ryan McCafferty guys, welcome to four hymns. If you're like a lot of fathers out there, you might be losing your hair or your sexual libido. If you're listening to this, you probably listen to other video game podcasts and (laughs) God bless your heart. And we wish you the best if you listen to the uh, IGN Xbox Unlocked podcast because he is hard to – it's it's not his fault. He's doing fine work. That's the thing. It's like a mean thing to say. It's just his voice. He's got a, it's got a really annoying voice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he has been around for a long time. I do remember – I read Ryan McCafferty's stuff before I ever heard his voice. I mean, back when uh, – I remember a time Xbox when – Xbox magazine, man. Do you remember when we used to subscribe to that magazine and you would get the demo disc with the magazine and it was – yeah. That's how you got to try games. Yeah. yeah. It was a good value. It was like $12 an issue. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I don't know how we went on the Ryan McCafferty topic, but um, what else, what anything uh, besides like apex and crackdown and anything like that, that you played this week? Well, I got a lot in It's funny because I didn't get much of any game in, but I got a lot of titles in this week. So uh, halo five, GTA five. We had a, we had a lot of fun, um, building some playlists. Uh, I think it was like two nights in a row last weekend that me and a bunch of other boys and you and, uh, Seth and Brogan and everybody got on and we had like eight, nine people, uh, playing custom GTA, uh, playlists, which those are just, those are fun. I mean, that's a fun way to spend your night. If you're, uh, if you're trying to play socially, um, We yeah we jumped into we mentioned Star Wars, uh, Battlefront two. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played a little Forza. I played. Oh, did you? Did I? Gotta you know, look it's at funny. It. It's funny you mentioned that, but because it's like a real casual hop in, play a race or two, hop out game. Yeah, you know, there's like this little glimmer of like a uh, breath of fresh air with uh, all all these uh, games coming out. And I've been thinking about going back to Forza and playing with you guys. We haven't really done a good multiplayer night of Forza. We haven't for that new one yet. Is that five or? It's Horizon Horizon Four. Yeah, Four. Yeah, the British one. UK. Yeah. Um, and then I also was able to get in. Well, I finished Crackdown, and then I even played a little Red Dead. I did a couple missions in Red Dead, so I'm I've been all over, man. Yeah, I feel like that's a healthy gaming week is when you're just dancing around a little bit. I just but, but there's so a big part of me too that wants to like just hunker down and be like, okay, for four hours I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard on this one title and try to get, you know, get a game beat. I wanna beat a game, you know? Yeah. Well, um just to drop a little news before we get into the actual segment. So I talked a lot about Assassin's Creed. The next one is set a, a, a rumored to be set in Rome, which makes sense. They did like Egypt and then Greece and then Rome makes perfect sense in terms of the style of games that they've been doing. But cream, my question for you is where would you want to see an Assassin's Creed like open world game set? I think it'd be cool if they did something a little more modern, you know, they are, they're all about mm. history and everything. What if we did? Uh, so, so in the timeline of the franchise, uh, what is the most modern one? Didn't they do one in the Industrial Revolution, and it was called um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Yeah, yep. And that was the one that launched with like all the bugs where people's faces were missing, and you could see like their teeth yeah. and eyes floating. You remember that? <laughs> that was Unity um, as well, which was uh, the French French Republic. 
Right. So, yeah. so that was the most modern one. I'm saying bring in even more modern and maybe do like a, you know, maybe like a 1960s or a 1970s Vice City, like or 80s something? Assassin's Creed. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> What's that? 80s? Like an 80s Vice City style yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's Creed. what I'm saying. And so, and so then set the mainline story because you're going to be time traveling. Set that a little further in the future. Make it like 2030. Oh, like a little like cyberpunk 1980s mix-up. That would be actually awesome. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, that would be really cool. And you could drive cars and you could... Hover cars. Use, you know, use like... I, I'm thinking 70s Mr. Fusion. but like... But 70s would be cool. Would be awesome. Like Hollywood in the 70s uh, would be really cool. Well, and, and think about any story in the Assassin's Creed sort of flavor that could be crafted within that timeline because they do things. It's a little more, uh, it, I don't know. It's not, they're not just GTA in a, in a certain time frame or something there or a certain era. They always, it's always has that Assassin's Creed. Like the gameplay is built around, uh, melee combat, right? Like fighting, and it's not—it's not a shooter. It's a—it's an action adventure. Well, when you play the new one, man, your bow is your best friend. There's well, a and lot I of... use the bow a lot in in the uh, Egypt one, and I yeah, and I, and I love that. But I'm just saying, imagine a, a 1970s, 1980s game where you're using, you know, guns and. I don't know. You're just fighting like close combat. I don't know. Maybe you get a chain or, I mean, you're not going to have a sword. A chain would be awesome. What do they call those things? Those little leather things that have like lead in them. And you like, what do you call that? Like a, a bow. I'm talking about like a flapjack. No, it's like a little, they would use them in like mobster movies. It was like instant knockout. Oh yeah. It's like a A billy club. Is that what it's called? No, it's called a blackjack. I think we should make a YouTube video where we test out, 70s melee weapons <laughs> yeah brass knuckles would be one brass knuckles and then of chains. course you still get your like you still get your spray paint wrist gauntlet thing you know with the knife that comes out of your your wrist yeah yeah could be cool awesome give me a call activision or ubisoft i'll 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 write a game for you just give me a call yeah um coming out this month is they're doing a remaster of assassin's creed 3 which is my favorite one which was the american revolution you could play as Connor, who's like um, kind of a half Native American fella. Who uh, that's where they really introduce like getting up into the trees and climbing uh, through the trees because there obviously wasn't a lot of really tall buildings in you know se- late 1700s New England. But um, I love that one. I might actually get that one. Um, and if you buy the Assassin's Creed Odyssey season pass, you get that game for free. So. There's a little pro tip for you guys out there. Cream of Eggbird, are you ready to do some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. I got questions. Let's do it, man. All right. Super Shark, come on down. Oh, here I am. (laughs) All right. So it's time for Rad Dad Radio trivia time. Um, Let's let's trivia for treasure. Uh, I'm going to hop onto the live chat, and if you are are currently listening live on Mixler.com, we encourage you to sound off now and let us know that you're trying to play and throw out an answer. If you know the answer, try to answer quick because we won't get my co-host, Super Shark's answer, until we see all of our answers come in on chat. 
Got to be fast, though. We've been strict on that lately. It's true. We'll skip your ass. Um, if I'm looking at the gold bar scoreboard, which the first, <clears throat> excuse me, the first contestant to hit 15 gold bars will receive a fitted 60 to $80 cowboy hat of your color choice and your size choice. Currently, the scoreboard tells me that uh, loyal listener Nighthawk is in the lead with five gold bars in second place. Currently, Super Shark Joel, Holler. three gold bars. We get a bar for me. We get a bar for Jordan. And we got a bar for Carl. So here we go. Question one. I think I explained the rules well enough. Did I miss anything, Joel? Yeah. Uh, the only thing clarification is if uh, one of our listeners gets to 15 bars first, then I will mail you a collector's edition collapsible Red Dead Redemption shot glass. So uh, if you're such an alcoholic that you only can drink out of fancy shot glasses <laughs> and you want to want it to look like a like a hipster pocket watch, then you are going to want to play hard for this. one. All right. Um, Joel, you're turning your chat off. Yes. Chat is off. We can trust you. Always. We I have can babies. Trust you. Yeah. Joel. You can trust me. Okay. I will All find right. you. Uh, we got you. Golden Bear and Nighthawk playing along with you. We'll get their answers first, and then we will see who deserves the bar of gold. Question number one. I just went for random video game questions. Your first oh, question like is, okay. and, and I feel like this is a, a fun one because uh, since I've upgraded my console, I've been talking to a lot of people about the best way to do it if you have an older uh, Xbox, right? You don't want to, you know, you don't want to just throw that thing in the garbage. Get get some money out of it. Yeah. So my first question is, what is the current trade-in value for an Xbox One S white terabyte system at one, GameStop? One terabyte. One terabyte. It's the white version. Okay. The Xbox One S today. If today. you walked in, and this is trade-in value, we're going to assume that you're going to maximize your profits. Your trade in, and you want to buy that. You want to buy that Fallout 76 399 console Xbox One X that they have on sale right now. They can't get rid of those things quick enough. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. What is the current trade in value for your Xbox One S? Okay, I'm ready. I got when answers you are. coming in. Joel, go ahead and give me your answer. I have all the chat answers in. I'm going to say $72. All right. Joel says 72 Golden Bear says 120 USD. Nighthawk coming in at 150 The correct answer is $100 currently. So Golden Bear is going to take that only $20 off being closest. Wait, I was... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good job, Golden Math. Bear, you son yes. of a bitch. So good job. Uh, good job, Golden Bear, earning a point. Towards a bar. Wow, that might be Golden Bear's first time on the board. What's it feel like, Golden Bear? <laughs> no response. Okay, back to you. <laughs> All right, next question. Um, according to Ranker.com, Joel, are you familiar with Ranker.com? Um, isn't that the website for uh, like shirtless slave guys that want to buy monsters to hide underneath cantinas? No, no, Rancor. it's not. You're thinking of Rancor.com. Oh, okay. This is Rancor.com. Okay. And the way this website works is you don't have to have an account or anything, um, but you can go to any Rancor list, and all you have to do is you can upvote or downvote things. They have 
favorites, you know, t- like top list for from everything uh, from video games to uh, movie characters, movies uh, per specific year, uh, genres of music, music per era, whatever you want. You can find a what does what the Internet think the best of uh, a certain specific topic? And this topic is okay. according to Ranker.com. Okay. Can you name three of the top five ranked Xbox 360 games? Three. So name three of the top five Xbox 360 games. So okay. take your time. Organize your your answers. This one you might need to think on a little bit. That's fine. We'll give you the time. That's allowed. Okay. Uh, no, to cheat on this one be very easy. All you'd have to do and is. These are ranked uh, again. Just to be clear. It's ranked on like popularity, so anybody can yep. upvote. Uh, yep. A game. Anybody can vote. This is not based on reviews. This is not based on. Um, yeah, and, and you know, like I said, with this website, you can go and I use it for trivia a lot because it's just a fun, you know, out of nowhere question like. According to Ranker.com, what is the most what is the most highly ranked uh, movie from the 1980s? You know. Oh, cool! Uh, it's stuff like that. You know. Next question. Um, here's one of my questions for you. Could, do you have any sort of metric on the amount of people that participate in Ranker? I could probably access that. Yeah. You don't um, have by to. the way, the top uh, movie for the 1980s. Any guess? I said, how about? Uh, I would say Goonies, Back to the Future, or Footloose. Back to the Future is the number one right now. Bingo. Nailed it. All right. So you're all warmed up for this. Um, Okay, I'm ready. All right, I got my my list here. Um, So to give you an idea, uh, amount of votes, uh, you're talking about uh, somewhere to the effect of like uh, 800 per, per title. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, that's pretty, that's a lot. Okay. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a lot. It's not like a def- definitive, but um, you put that out over a bunch of games. I mean, there's probably, I would have, I would guess a couple thousand people participating. Yeah. Well, and I like to use it for, um, it, because it's not a specific publication. You know what I mean? It's, it's not IGN's top three, six Ryan games McGafferty ever. here with your top <laughs> upvoted. Baldness is an option with, yeah. for him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn! I, I just want him to hear himself. I don't think he ever uh-huh. hears himself. Yeah. It's like, so just take a breath and talk like a person. All right. No one talks okay. like how you're talking. All right. Everyone's in. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm uh, thinking of like cult following games. That's where my head is. Cause that's where you're going to get those passionate voters. Will you tell me if I'm on the list as I say them? Um, just say them all. And then I'll tell you, you son of a gun. I will say Fable. I will say Halo 3. And I will say Grand Theft Auto. Mm, four. Okay. Um, oh, and I got to say five. I got to say five, right? Seems fair. Okay. And I will also say Grand Theft Auto 5. I will also say. Um, let's see here. Uh, one more. I will say, I'm trying to think back to our old wacky Wednesdays. Um, I want to say one versus a hundred cause that was a blast. Do you remember playing that? That was such a fun game on Xbox live arcade, but instead 
I will like I would like to say Gears of War 3. Okay. You got one. <laughs> Fuck. Um let's see Nighthawk. Which one did I Oh, you got to wait, I guess. Nighthawk got two. He said Halo 3, Red Dead 1, GTA 5, Golden Bear s- got one with red dead so the list according to ranker.com is in the number one spot red dead redemption number two halo three did you say both of those joel you didn't say red Dead. i didn't say i totally spaced and then on here's it. where it gets real dicey and i thought you might have been on the right track because you said the fanboys are going to come out for something like this mm-hmm. so number three is call of duty modern warfare Two. Uh, <laughs> number four is call of duty Four, oh my modern God. warfare i should have known and the number five is the elder scrolls five skyrim oh damn it i keep forgetting that so, was a 360 all these remakes are throwing off my my mojo so why don't we give let's give um let's you can give, give hawk, hawk and bearer no let's give hawk a point for that one yeah, you got give two hawk a point all right good job nighthawk all right next question Rad Dad Trivia. Rad Dad Trivia. <laughs> um, Christopher Lambert. Oh, actor, hell yeah. Yep. Christopher Lambert played what character in the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie? Oh, wow. He's such a handsome guy, too. He's a good-looking man. He's at the, the age of 67 uh, currently, and he currently. still looks fine as fuck. Yeah, he's he's very handsome. He uh, so the actor's name for the chat is Christopher Lambert. He played what character in the 1995 movie Mortal Kombat? Dun 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 dun. Get over here, dude! The scorpion scene in Mortal Kombat. Oh my god! Come on. Yeah. Victory. I mean, Christopher Lambert has such a like a like American name for being a Chinese guy, which is always weird to me. Yeah, let's go. Get those votes in. Uh huh. Get those votes in. Uh huh. Get those votes in. This is on me and my wife's lovemaking mix right now. Oh, is it? What's your yeah. brutality? <laughs> I just I keep ending up doing babe babalities. Babe, yeah, children. you do. <laughs> um, what is uh, your answer, Joel? Raiden. Raiden is correct. Golden Bear. Raiden. Nighthawk. No clue because he's 14 years old. Good job um, not using Google Nighthawk. That's right. Um, so how's that play out, Joel? Bear and you get a point. Yep. So Bear's at two. I'm at one. That's right. Golden. How many Bear, questions? Look at you. Two questions big left. Brain. Um, I did six this week for some reason. I don't oh, know. nice. I um, like it. All right. Stop the Mortal Kombat music before I lose my mind. And I'm here's your sorry. next question. The successor to the Nintendo 64 released in 2001. What was the cost at launch for the Nintendo GameCube? Oh, I, okay. I had a lot of fun with my GameCube back in the day. I'm no stranger to Animal Crossing or Rogue Squadron. Had a lot of fun with my GameCube. Okay. Um, what was the... Initial retail price for the Nintendo GameCube. Okay. At the time, it was competing. Did you against, own? I you guess, owned one. PlayStation I remember you, two and the Xbox 360, I suppose, you, or the original Xbox. I think was out at the time. 
Um, you got Night one Hawk for your in with an answer. We you got one for your birthday Golden at McDonald's with an place. answer. I remember Carl Charlberry's was there. I had the purple one. I felt like such a girl. I had a purple one too. I bought mine used though from GameStop. Mar- Dude, Mario Party, come on! Oh, all day. That's and a lot uh, of fun. let's be honest, Animal Crossing was weirdly addictive. That bastard Tom Nook, though, and his uh, oh, the way he priced things—he just what a, he- kept that, hiking them up. Go straight to hell. <laughs> uh, Joel, yeah. what's your answer? I'm going to say two hundred and fifty-one dollars. Joel's going two fifty-one. Nighthawk says uh, ninety-five. Golden Bear coming in at a cool one ninety-nine. Uh, Golden Bear hit it right on the nose. One hundred ninety-nine dollars for a brand new GameCube. Golden all the way Bear just back got himself his first gold bar. Good job. He's three for three right now. No, he's three for four right now. I like it. Good job, Goldie Bear. All right. Question five. Must be a slow day at the warehouse there, bud, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Question five. Halo 5 Guardians. The story in that game takes place in what year? Oh, my God. Are you familiar Uh, with your... I know generally of the year your halo uh, because lore. i read the i read the first two books i also read the marvel marvel so comics the right spot. yeah oh man by the um, way if you're a fan of halo and you want to dig deeper i recommend eric nyland's the fall of reach he basically they published that book before they had set the story for the original halo combat evolved game in in like stone. So he actually is responsible for a lot of the halo lore as it, as it lies right now. Um, again, the title is fall of reach. I mean, which, um, which halo it'll get you. It's awesome. It's a very quick read too. It's a fun read. Like it's pretty much not nonstop. And it's, um, he's a, uh, he was like a chemical engineer uh, as well as an author. So the science is like believable all the way through. That's cool. Pretty good. That's very cool. Um, which game was it? Halo Four with all the terminals, or was that Halo Three with all the terminals that you would go around and read, like different? Like, uh, Halo lore? Three introduced terminals, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. I read the Halo Two remaster. They may have added them in after the fact, but it set up the story for Four and Five with the, um, oh god damn it, the Prometheans and all that stuff. Yeah. I, uh, Halo 3 was the first game I tried 100%. So I remember looking for all the skulls and all the terminals and all that stuff. So that's Good luck uh, on those legendary difficulties. Jesus. Uh, yeah, you kind of need a friend on those. I think Halo 2 was the last game I beat on Legendary by myself. We got, uh, we got a Nighthawk in. Golden Bear, let's get a year for the Halo 5 Guardians game. One of Golden Bear's favorite games multiplayer games he loves it Any, he anytime loves it's it. brought up as an option he is Jeez, just Louise, a, play something else golden bear yeah he's a he's a huge fan huge supporter he is he has the poster of cortana the big ass cortana from halo yep. 4 yeah oh also um i know we keep bringing up ign and their podcast ryan mccafferty here <laughs> talking about halo flaming ninjas that's what the um, game is yeah so uh, a really good listen is uh bonnie ross is the current um director at 343 studios and they had her on a podcast it's it's with ryan mccafferty or whatever oh i heard uh, did you listen to that 
Yeah, it's good. I it's heard it was the, really good. It's called um, uh, what is it called? Po- like unfiltered, I believe is the title. Unfiltered uh-huh. is the podcast title of the podcast. Unfiltered so if you search something. that on your podcast provider, um, you should find it. And it's one of the more recent episodes. And she talks about um, basically how they decided when Bungie split from Microsoft, um, how they would continue forward with the Halo franchise. And uh, yeah. And and they and they they flirt with uh, some Halo Infinite, you know, type conversation. So if you're yeah. if you're a big Halo geek, which you should be, uh, definitely give that a listen. I, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we got our answers in. Joel, what year did the events of Halo Five Guardians take place? Well, I mentioned the uh, terminals, so that's where like my last real memory outside of the books of reading the year was. So I'm gonna just say twenty five fifty five. Twenty five fifty five. What are you playing right now? What is that? It's Halo. Turn it off. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's, it's a Halo song, bro. <laughs> Rihanna. No, no this is this is Bio. All right. All right. Um, what's the you right are, answer? Uh, you win. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the answer is twenty five fifty eight. Oh, okay. Uh, right Night, on. Nighthawk said three thousand. Golden Bear said two thousand nine. <laughs> 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 he may have misunderstood the question. Um, so, Super Shark's gonna grab a grab a point towards the bar. Okay. Last question, and this is gonna be a tough one. Uh, on May twelfth, two thousand five, the Xbox three sixty was officially announced. On an MTV special event, I want to know what celebrity hosted that event. Oh, God. I think I know this one. Oh, uh, man. I remember at the time I was working at a Radio Shack with my uh, good friend Carl Charlberry. Shout out, Carl. And we both, man, we started problem solving uh, very quickly on, like, dude, how can we how can we get some money to get some, to get an <laughs> Xbox 360? Like, what do we got to do? And, uh, oh man. Um, I remember one of the first, uh, big games I got was, I mean, I played a lot of halo two on it. Obviously that was kind of the game, but it was, it was a call of duty game. And, uh, the graphics were just, I mean, insane. Like I'm trying to, I think it was a, just call of duty two or something. It was, but uh, the smoke effects and all that, we couldn't get over it. Yeah, this is a this is a good question because I I I have two people, but I think both of them were part of a an Xbox release, but I can't place which one was which. So we'll see what happens here. I remember get geeking out of that stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like the the thing about the digital era is, and we may have mentioned this in on another episode, but. Just that fun of waiting in line at 11.40 for that 12 midnight game release of Halo 2 or, um, you know, like that was such a fun feeling. It's such a fun time. Oh, yeah. Which I guess people still do that for like the collector's editions. But now you can like pre-order and it's all packaged and ready for you at Best Buy. So it's definitely changed a little bit. But Yeah, and that's something, you know, the current generation or next generation won't. I guess know about like for individual titles or for console releases. I think it I guess would for be the hardware. You still have to go somewhere unless you I think order it, would it be online. Ballsy 
so just just play a bang bang ballsy gangsta if like someone did a physical release a week prior to a digital release for like uh i don't know grand theft auto 6 or something that would bring back that that fun wait in line geek out with strangers kind of feeling they would uh they would get a they would get arrested for you know disturbing the peace or something yeah i don't know how that would go over <laughs> um we got our answers in from our chat board. Uh, thanks again, Golden Bear and Nighthawk, for playing along. You guys make it fun. Shark? I'm going to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wow. Wow. My other guess, can I tell you my other guess? Sure. Nick Cannon. Okay, you're, you're, you couldn't be, yeah, you're wrong. I mean, you are wrong. On both ends? <laughs> um, we got Eminem from Golden Bear, and we got Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, so we'll go whoever <laughs> I would love this. I want it to be Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> we're going to we're going to go whoever gets closest on this one, okay? Oh, okay. Judge's uh, ruling. The answer is uh Elijah Wood. Oh, of course. What a sweetie. So the closest answer we got was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh N- Nighthawk, you get a point. But uh, taking it all, how about a I round should have of said Toby Maguire, Golden Bear, yeah, yeah, Golden Bear, winner of uh, episode thirteen. Good job, Goldie. Rad trivia. Good job, Golden Bear. Awesome. <laughs> that was fun. That's man. his first. Uh, that's his first gold bar. Let the record show. Golden Bear's got a golden bar. Golden bar. Nice. Uh, Joel, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have to empty my saddlebag. If you wouldn't mind uh, talking to the children. I remember anyone who has to pee, I, I get to give you a topic. Okay, I'm ready. Something okay. you don't care about. <laughs> no, yeah. All right. Um, uh, my topic for you is virtual reality. Is it is it a fad? Is it dead? Or is it the future of gaming? I'll return shortly. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, and, and, and I guess this was a news thing we could have put out last week, but I didn't. Um, Microsoft has a deal with the U.S. military for the HoloLens, and uh, apparently they are paying big bucks, like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, for this um, kind of a military application of the HoloLens. HoloLens is not VR. John would correct me right now if he was here and not draining his milk snake, but um, it is an augmented reality. And uh, that makes me think that we're going to see some huge developments with that. Is it a fad? I think it's... um, Oh my gosh. I don't think it's quite there yet for me personally. Um, I, I need to play with it more. So I will say um, that I haven't spent as much time with it to be able to give an effective kind of affirmation on whether it's a fad or not. But I think it's not quite there mainly because there's not been like that, that game that just is uh, getting everyone to go out and try it or get it, you know? So um, I don't know. And I have weird feelings about it. I, I, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I know that if I was to pick one piece of technology in my house, that's going to go away. I think it's going to be our TVs guys. I think, um, there's going to be an era where either your wall becomes a TV, you know, Fahrenheit, um, four, four fifty one or whatever style. Like I think that could happen or VR is just the thing. And the helmets are synced up, so I still feel like I'm watching movies with my my wife or my kids or whatever. I look around, I see them. Or my friends who are on the other side of the country are also in the theater with me. 
Um, but I feel like the TV is going to go away. So I think if I was to make a prediction in like 10 or 15 years, um, it's going to become a, um, like a must have kind of piece of technology. I remember in the early seventies when uh, I guess I don't remember, I wasn't alive then, but like, I guess microwaves were kind of like that. Like a lot of people kind of doubted them. Like, why would you ever need something like that? But then when they came out, um, every single person bought them and they were like three, four, five hundred $500 at the time. So I can see that happening with VR. I just think there has to be some motion sickness things. People have to be able to play it a whole lot longer. Um, and uh, I think there has to be some real world applications with like, like I mentioned, sounds like you're back, John, like the U.S. military just spent apparently over six figure or I guess that would be nine, nine figures. Yeah, nine figures on um, the use to help develop the Microsoft AR technology. So if that is going to be developed at that level, we may be seeing something pretty astounding real soon. So that's my, that's my hot take. Are you back from draining your hot snake? He's not. He's going to make me keep talking. Um, I think I mentioned before, like, there's a lot of different technologies that need to kind of come together. There's haptics. So let's use Ready Player One, right? That's what I'm waiting for. There needs to be haptics. You can feel some stuff. There needs to be some sort of motion, like where you're moving around in a space. I think that has to happen. There has to be some, like, long-term headset where you can wear it for hours on end and not feel weird. Um, And I feel like there needs to be a suit you can can piss in. I think if all those things happen. You want haptics. I want Ready Player One. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it'll go one day, and probably one day sooner than you know we might guess so that's what i said like 10 to 15 years oh yeah Easy. i mean my 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 big look what they've my, done in five you know well my baller prediction is that our our tvs are going to be something that our our kids or grandkids laugh at oh my god yeah. you guys had tvs <laughs> physical display and yeah. panel that you had to have in your house yeah, yeah. you're right i think it's going to be weird um and, you, and i thought i heard you talking about the hololens too uh, yeah, I was talking about that military contract um, that the military yeah. is now buying in on Microsoft's HoloLens, and HoloLens Two is out for those that want to spend seven hundred dollars on it right now. So what they're you know what they're finding with augmented reality is that there are way more applications on the um, like uh, commercial level than there is uh, like the consumer level. Like it, it's turning out to not be such a game driver as it is. Uh, tr- like training for doctors and nurses and things like that, um, or uh, training for pilots or surgeons, you know. So, or, or I've heard even the best, and this makes perfect sense to me, but like nano engineering. So, like, obviously, we're only capable, everything is the size it is because we're only capable of building things so small, right? Or so intricate. And so, the idea of nano engineering is the fact that, just like you said, a surgeon. Could, or an engineer could put that on and now they're controlling itty bitty tiny tools that are building yeah. something unfathomably small that's going to make something awesome so guys we're going to live in a crazy world the matrix is coming this is just the beginning yeah it's just the beginning all right cream are you ready for some xbox news let's do it hit me with some news okay um not a lot. I mean, you know, we kind of handpick our news. And so um, what I got for you guys this week is we had talked about last week how um, it's likely, um, if not confirmed, 
that Xbox is going to be announcing or teasing some sort of new console at this summer's E3. However, there has been a new rumor um, that Xbox Maverick. So again, we've been hearing about Maverick and Anaconda. Anaconda is like the code name for their version of the next X, the next big daddy console. The yeah. Maverick is the new digital only discless Xbox. So itty bitty guy streaming, streaming only, um, cloud based services, but also um, it may have a hard drive or it may have a hard drive attachment, something to that effect where you can also download games just like most of us do right now. Um, the only time I throw a disc in my Xbox is if I'm, I'm going to try a game out on Redbox. I did that with Kingdom Hearts. Not for me, but um, I th- <laughs> yeah, it seems like a smart move for you on that one. Yeah, um, and I actually might do it with Anthem. Um, I've been thinking about that. I might just go and get it and just uh, put some put a night into it and see what I think. But um, so that could come out as soon as May two thousand and nineteen. Um, and it's also, and this was what I thought was interesting. I want to hear your feedback, Cream. Is um, they're saying they're marketing it to people that may want a second Xbox. So obviously it could be a standalone unit, but that means they may add some features. For example, we were just talking about this with Reno, where you can have a second Xbox and also still do game share. Because currently, if you have two Xboxes, you can't game share. Because if your account's on two Xboxes, well, that's all it gets. So um, also, F you, you're not worried about game sharing. If you have two Xboxes, you're a millionaire and you're <laughs> you're just buying whatever you want to buy because money means nothing to you. <laughs> well, to your GameCube question, what do you think would be a good like price for something like this? I've right heard, now, I've heard I've heard rumored uh, GameCube price one ninety nine is what I heard. I think that's accurate. I mean, you can get because it's gonna S- it's gonna require way less parts than the compute power in a Xbox One S or an Xbox One yeah. X. You know. It could even be cheaper than that. I, I mean, I think a hundred would be man. They would just be swinging for the fences. Um, and classically, Sony, uh, Sony and Microsoft classically have intentionally lost money on their console sales because they know that they're going to make it up in other ways. Um, so if Xbox takes that same strategy, I mean, a hundred could be possible, but I think two hundred is probably realistic. Um, I just looked today, and right now the best deal on the Xbox One X is three forty. You can get that, and then for the Titanfall Two edition of the Xbox One S, uh, you can get that for one forty right now. It's just like, man, it's a. If you don't have one, first off, I don't know why you're listening to this, but if you don't have one, um, they're screaming deals. But it sounds like hold off just a teensy weensy bit um, if you're not a disc guy. Um, Maybe this is the one for you. The only reason I would be apprehensive about that is I still uh, read all the like, you know how CNET will do movie quality reviews? I don't know if you've ever read any of those, Cream, but they'll do like movie quality reviews. And part of the review is they'll say, this is the best way to watch it. And so far, Xbox is still one of the best ways to watch a 4K film on disc. Um, It streams a little bit better. The frame rates are a lot better. Um... And you're just getting a lot more data pumped through your system than through a stream. There's a lot of crazy behind-the-scenes technology that Netflix is doing when you're watching Umbrella Academy in 4K. Um, They are um, literally following people's eyes. And there's higher resolutions on screen emphasis. I don't know if you knew that, Cream, but like people's faces, hands, foregrounds are up-resed. 
and the backgrounds are down res and that's how 4k streaming is that's part of the reason it works the way that it works on a 4k disc you're getting it all so that would be my only apprehensive um if you didn't have first, a 4k it should be it should be noted too that that's for some movies like um mm-hmm. you're right some movies some movies the blu-ray version is going to be as good as the uhd release mm-hmm. um it's just a matter of <clears throat> if if it's a a film that's native in that resolution so mm-hmm. with a lot of cameras uh, in the industry they'll they'll they will film it at uh, 4k if they're filming digital right um but the effects if it's a cg heavy movie and i think we talked about this in the past but the movies with a lot of computer graphics which it's almost every movie i suppose in some uh-huh. way or another it might even just be um color processing and things like that that stuff is rendered at uh 1080p so yeah that's another thing that's they'll just, do they'll do what's called that's a raw compute power situation. You know, like if you're an effects studio, why, why would you render your effects at 4k? If the majority of everyone's display and a movie theaters display works fine at 1080p, you know? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So that would be my one apprehensive thing is, um, is just that extra little bump. If you're looking for it, you got to be a real cinephile to really kind of see that kind of stuff. But um, also a fun fact about watching movies just in general on your new 4k UHD display. Did you know you're supposed to put it in like the warm, warm one color setting for, I saw that in the, in the cal in the Xbox calibrative mode. They recommended a movie mode or warm mode. Yeah. Warm one. Yeah. And I've never done it, but, I don't know. I think everything looks warm when I do that. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In other news, we got um, just a a tiny little update on Mortal Kombat. We got, in terms of new characters, um, they released a new really fun trailer. You guys should check it out. And it adds a little bit more to the story. Um, Cream, you have a really cool theory on that trailer, which I, I think you should share with everybody. Well, I just saw that there was like time travel involved with some of the early Mortal Kombat characters. There's a really funny scene in the trailer that I saw for the story mode where it's um, uh, Johnny what's the Cage. Guys? J- Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the young version of Johnny Cage in the old school like Mortal Kombat one outfit, hanging out with current older Johnny Cage, and he's right. like. Joking around how, you know, I don't see, I haven't seen a single jetpack, not one, you know, and he's all upset that the future sucks, you know, so. um, I think time travel is going to be a big theme of this next game, which I think is going to be awesome. And it makes sense. If you remember the announcement trailer, they had Scorpion and then all of a sudden he was defeated by Raiden and then an older version, like the old 90s version of Scorpion showed up. So I think it's going to be awesome. I'm totally going to get that game. Hell yeah. Uh, new characters, we got Cassie Cage is back, which she was probably a, a big favorite of Mortal Kombat X. And we also have Kano, which, I mean, that's a given, guys, with Sonya Blade and um, that whole storyline. Uh, it was pretty obvious Kano was going to be back there. He does a really cool head head uh, headbutt fatality where he just keeps repeatedly hitting you with his metal face and your head eventually explodes. <laughs> I saw a, a really funny... A clip on the subreddit for Apex Legends, and it was um, Wraith's uh, execution move, where she like 
zaps around and stomps on your head and then like kicks you in a different direction. And what they did was they cut in the bone breaker cinematics from certain mortal Kombat moves. Okay. It, it was just, it was hilarious. Like her, you know, and have you seen Wraith's uh, execution move in apex legends? Uh, no, I haven't. You're familiar though. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, yeah. the execution option where yep. you expose yourself and you're locked into an animation. Uh, but you get to do a cool like apex legends fatality. And, uh, yeah, they, somebody cut together that with the bone breaker, like the, you know, x-ray skeleton of like skulls getting smushed and stuff. But <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's you should so be following cool. apex legends on, on Reddit if you're not already. <laughs> um, Awesome. And Halo news. God damn it. <laughs> you stop this. You stop this, Beyonce. Frank, Frank O'Connor at 343 Studios uh, made a really awesome, I think uh, I think this was a good announcement. He just kind of said it, and uh, it was well quoted, and it's shared everywhere. I got this off GameStop, or GameSpot, I should say. Um, Halo Infinity will definitely be playable on current Xbox Ones. Um, going back to the brick, as you called it, the first Xbox One, it'll Bad also boy. be um, up to spec, is the words he used, on PC, which sounds like it will be gorgeous on PC. And they will be showing something off at E3. That is confirmed. So once again, Xbox is just going to crush at this year's E3. Yeah, every once in a while, I think maybe I'm maybe I screwed up on my X purchase, but I think I'm going to get a lot of play out of it, and I think it's going to be good for two, three years into well, the next cycle. So. And like I like I told you, man, like you're going to get the best trade in value on your X. Oh, that so. too. Yeah, that too. If I yeah. want to trade in for the Anaconda or whatever, then that's uh, yeah, I'm in a much better position than when you know i just had the fat boy so yeah absolutely um cool i got a quick anthem update um so anthem is um this is a weird juxtaposition story so it was the top selling game in february and it also um has broken people's ps4s um to the point that sony is actually giving people refunds that um are so dissatisfied with anthem on their playstation 4 which i thought was pretty interesting you know. I see what you're doing. You're playing Blink 182's Anthem right now. <laughs> you know it's funny because all right, guys, fun little behind the scenes tip. This is the first time John's ever heard the audio. That was one of our <laughs> tech issues that we had to resolve. Yeah, we figured it out. So um, every time we talk about Anthem, I've been playing this song in the background. So welcome, welcome to the present day, my friend. Welcome to the now. Um, I don't know. I like I said, I probably will get a red box version of Anthem and just give it a shot, but um So real quick, another know. uh gaming podcast that I think we can recommend is the Xbox Bros. X One Bros, uh, yeah. Xbox One Bros. Um they they are praising this game while while the rest of the internet is shitting on this game. I don't know what to think. Well, here's my Would theory. I like it or would I would I get upset and feel like I did so many times with Destiny, you know? Well, they also really like Destiny, so keep that in mind too. Um uh, yeah, they were, so yeah, they were Jordan like, I was just going to say they they were like totally forgiving on Destiny. They yeah. just did not have anything sour to say about that game at all. 
Yeah, and uh, Jordan, who's one of the hosts on the show, I mean, he's a he plays everything, literally everything, and he's a real grindy player. Like he loves the uh, grind of play of games, and so it makes sense that they like it. For me, um, I I don't know. You and I played a little bit, and I I'll be honest, I did like the little bit that you and I played. It felt I really fun. good. I had fun. Yep. Picked up the controls really quickly, um, but uh, there's just a lot of problems, which means. I, again, wait, just wait. They'll fix it all. There'll be a big old, I, I guarantee we hear a news story about a 30 gig patch and they fix a lot of the problems. They fix the glitches, the well, audio. Apparently, apparently a lot of people have out. put out reviews and put out their articles um, prior to the release of that day one patch, which mm-hmm. was, I guess, the last day of all the different staggered tiered releases. Um so I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think anymore. I like, I guess, I, I guess I haven't looked at it in a while and I, and I haven't looked at it in a while and I've made my yeah. mind up that, okay, I'm not going down, I'm not going down this uh, path again with a game like this. And it also had me wondering, is this type of game even possible and uh, like financially responsible for a developer to make a looter shooter MMORPG, first-person shooter, it's not open MMO world. Quite yet. You know, is it even possible? Yeah. Does it even fit the, you know, the market? Like, is it? Can it make money? Can it be done right? Because um, so far, I, I, I feel burnt on Destiny. We had a lot of, we had many hours of fun on Destiny One and Destiny Two, and I did not mind the grind in some cases. Right. And the shooting and the gunplay felt felt great in Destiny. Um, it did yeah because right. it's bungee you know the raids are fun and then uh, yep I, I i just wonder you know is there a way to do this and it not feel like you're playing the same six strike missions over and over you know yeah i think there is i mean i think the gaming world is learning a lot from games like Fortnite and apex and i think if you can combine combine the replayability and the ever-changing nature of Fortnite, for example, with something like Destiny. Like, imagine if, uh, you know, every time you played some of those strike missions, little things started to change. I mean, I feel like that would be just enough to keep some of the folks that got tired of it back, you know, to continue to play it. Um, is it, uh, what's it called? Overwatch. Overwatch is really good at that. They, they're constantly making little changes, adding players, adding weapons, adding, uh, you know, gameplay mechanics that keep people going back in, changing strategies. Um, so I think it's definitely possible. I, I will agree though. I don't think that game is out yet. I don't think that like, I mean, well, like a world of Warcraft for but, first but, person shooters. You know, well, here's I mean? my question: Is Grand Theft Auto that game? Because it's been out for six years, and we're still playing that game. Is it? Is that the game? Did they crack the code, and we just didn't realize it? It was kind of under our noses the whole time. Well, no, because loot isn't involved. I mean, you can get clothes and money in Grand Theft Auto Five, but as far cars. as advancing your character, I mean, you have a level. I, I don't know. It's it's well, hard to compare think to them. About it. They and, added and even comparing uh, Fortnite to a uh, game as a service like Destiny or Anthem, I don't think that that's really fair because the these are games that are supposed to last, you know, two, three, four years, and you're playing only that game, and yeah. you'll be and you'll be entertained only by that game, you know. And I think right. that's what they're trying to do, right. but with all of these games, we're finding out that 
after 30 hours, 40 yeah. hours of grinding and playing, you've, you've done it. You've done it all. Unless you want to re- replay content you've already played in hopes that you'll get a drop for a specific uh, piece of gear or armor that is going to in- increase your overall level. Like that yeah. sounds insane to me to, to get involved in that again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, what I was saying is like Grand Theft Auto, they've added nightclubs. They've added this vehicle annihilation. They've added the, you can add a drug factory. You can have a motorcycle gang. You can have a corporate true. corporation and, do deliveries like you can have a, a stinking yacht or a cruise ship. I remember ship, the first like, time we hung out on your yacht. I'll never forget that night. We drank so much we died. <laughs> we smoked a lot and we drank a lot, but it was fun. <laughs> There's a game clip of us doing that out there somewhere. All right, Cream, it's my turn to drain the, the old copperhead before we get into our rad dad news. Um, oh, here's boy. your topic. Um, uh, what animal are you most afraid of? Like, if, if you had to be face-to-face with an animal, which one would you no bueno? Okay, okay. What animal am I most afraid of? Uh, first of all, I rarely feel fear. Um, I, weigh, I weigh the options of a situation, and I try to uh, strategize within the setting of any, uh, any conflict. But if I, was, uh, if I was to choose one animal that I am most afraid of. You might be thinking, oh, he'll say, he'll say grizzly bear or a black bear, maybe some sort of mountain lion, uh, a uh, Siberian tiger. You don't want to be left alone in a room with one of those. I'll tell you the animal that I fear most, the animal that I fear most, it's a mammal. It's highly intelligent. This animal is man. Okay. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know who you are. I have a real problem with assuming that uh, my fellow my fellow fellow humans are, uh, for the majority, kind, loving, uh, sound-minded. It's a word, um, you know, logical logical people that 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 are my brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. Uh, sometimes I, I I blindly think that there are predators. Okay. There are dark humans. There are people that want only pain for for their uh, their fellow man. Uh, so yeah, I would say that my the animal I fear most is uh, is, a, is a human being. Is that your answer? That's my answer. That was a quick pee, Joel. Good job. I ran out of things to say. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I had to go so bad, guys. Um, Mine would be a chimpanzee. Those are okay. Awful. There we go. They'll rip your dicks off and your thumbs. <laughs> and they'll bite your. They'll bite your knees off and shit. Those things are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Second place is any sort of like alligator or crocodile. I just feel like those things suck as well. Get caught in one of those rolls, and that's a uh, game over. That's a game over. Yeah. Speaking of game over, well, I'm just kidding. Game on. Let's get into our uh, our rad dad news here. Our red dad news. Um. So this is exciting. Um. I, we talk about how, remember, Red Dead Redemption Online is a beta. We've talked about it before. We've tried to calm people down a little bit because I mean, you've seen news articles out there. Is Red Dead dead? Is Red Dead Online dead? Like At one point, they said that there was only 17,000 uh, concurrent players, which is pretty low I mean, compared to the millions of people that are still playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, but Rockstar kind of, in a recent blog post, 
reminded us that this is a beta and they have no problem taking it slow because when we see what they have coming up, um, we'll, we'll get it a little bit. Sorry. There's the 1992. Michael Bulls. Jordan's coming out. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it, well, it's, it's, there's two sides, right? Like, uh, developers using the word beta as a, Hey, you can't criticize us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I'm not crazy about, but then also, um, you know, there's a million other games to be playing right now. And why did you rush through the campaign so quickly? Like I, I, I'm still in the campaign. I'm still in chapter three. I, 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 and, the and the complaints on the campaign that I hear are that it's slow and it takes a long time. It's like, yeah, it might seem slow if that's the one game you're playing until, until you complete it. Mm-hmm. I like to recommend to people that have that complaint that, you know, you should, you should play Red Dead for a few hours and then the next night play something else. Like, it's like, yeah, break it up a little bit. Yeah. Break it up. And, uh, as far as the online goes, we, I played a little bit when it first came out and, I liked what I saw. There were some uh, organized, specific like story missions to do, and we did those together, and those were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been back on Red Dead Online because every time I fire that game up, I do, you know, an hour or two worth of single player, and I'm yeah. a pig and shit. It, it, <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving that game still. That's great. And if I get bored some night and I want to get online. I, I'm not that dude sucking at the teat, waiting every moment. Uh, uh, more, uh, more, 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 more. I want more content. Hold on, more, girl. I want more guns. I want more vests for my. Come, cowboy. hold on, girl. Come on, girl. You're all right, boy. You know, um, and, and you know that's 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 just my opinion. But uh, maybe opinion. Ch- maybe chill out and play another game for a month, and then come back and wait until their beta is done, and then. Yeah enjoy what they have you know i will say don't play another open world game play something different forza we talked about that's a good one play a weird arcadey game Forza's like, open world <laughs> well but it's driving it's, it's assassin's different. creed's open world that's the mo that's the don't that's play the assassin's move, creed man. while playing red dead though because uh yeah it, it, it's just it'll it'll either it'll make you not like one or the other or your brain just can't handle it so um yeah in other Red Dead news, we got um, a surprise update. So we talked about this other update that came out last week, more of a quality of life update. They added, uh, they changed the way uh, griefers worked. They uh, they dampen your your little uh, colored dot on the map. The close or the further away you are from other players, um, you can find people in your crew or in your posse a whole lot easier. Um, they added daily challenges or checklist type things that you can do to earn additional gold nuggets. Um, so lots of quality of life. I love that shit, by the way. Like I can't wait to get on uh, red dead online just to do the daily challenges. Like if well, they're goofy enough and creative enough, I'm excited for that. Well, we might need to get on this week because they added a care package. Um, it's for this week only. Um, and, uh, it includes a lot of fun stuff, including money, clothing, um, different ammo types. Uh, it's it kind of a slightly RNG in terms of, uh, what you get, but that's a good reason to get on this week and play. They also added the Evans repeater. Do you remember that gun? Uh, no. 
That's a Red Dead One like go to rifle. That's like one of the okay. first rifles you get in Red Dead One. It's it's essentially the Halo One pistol of Red Dead. It's awesome, and I was stoked okay. to see that they added it in here. It's a it's a definite like headshot weapon. Um, and I think it'll work really well with the way the, the dead eye mechanic works in red dead Two. Um, they also added their first free roam event. So, um, open world events are, are again, that's kind of a new game mechanic. We saw it a lot with destiny one where all of a sudden there's a spider tank and you have to fight it right in front of you, wherever you're at, work together with people around you. And this one, uh, the free roam event is a suit of gold armor. And whoever gets it first gets to put it on, and uh, you get to rack up kills. It's kind of a juggernaut mode. If you take down the guy that wears the gold armor, then you're putting it on, and then you get to rack up kills. And then it's it's a timed event. Whoever has the most kills at the end of the time is the winner of some sort of prize, probably. Um, considering it's called the Fool's Gold event, you'll probably get some form of gold nugget or gold bar or something like that. So that sounds really fun. And they said this is a tester open world event and to expect a whole lot more of that as the game develops. So yeah, I saw, I saw all of it's that coming together. And, um, it sounds great. Like, like I said, I'm kind of waiting, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, take your time. I think it's okay if, um, if you've kind of forgotten about it, because I have a feeling when they they get this thing out of beta, because they've made that very clear, like when this goes out of beta, I have a feeling it's going to blow our socks off and it's going to be yeah. almost a completely different, new, shiny version of what we uh, have been playing. So just keep an eye on it. But if you want to get back in, you haven't been in for a while, again, you will get that care package this week only if you log in and play a little bit of Red Dead Online. And our last little bit of Red Dead news, Reddit did a, uh, a poll, and they came up with the most requested features in case Rockstar cares, which maybe they do. I'm sure they do to a certain point. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through. The, there's five of them. So um, number one is hardcore lobbies. So um, no auto-aim, no dead-eye. It's kind of like a legendary lobby, if you will. Ouch. Ouch. Um. Totally I like depend on that auto aim. Yep. And then in addition <laughs> to that, in terms of lobbies, it'd be cool to have a private lobby, which Grand Theft Auto Five does have. You can start a private world with just your friends. Um, in the early days of them adding the, you know, the corporation aspect where you got that little office and your office assistant, um, people okay. were going into the private mode with no competition and they were kind of cheesing. And then Grand Theft Auto fixed that a little bit. So um, it would be cool if private lobby lobbies were in Red Dead 2. The other thing is, um, in terms of additional <clears throat> free roam content, and I have a feeling all this is going to happen, stagecoach stage robberies, uh, bounty hunting, selling horses and wagons, legendary, legendary animal spottings, um, duels, so you can just challenge someone to a duel, and then, of course... And they, this has got to be coming around the corner. I can't imagine why not. Cream is poker. They got to put poker in there. Yeah, and you should be able to like create an account with real money and just make mm. it the new poker stars. But you're playing in cowboy times. <laughs> oh, okay. that's the that's how we get Kevin to play. <laughs> just real gambling. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Number three is more things to buy. So um, hunting wagons. So a hunting wagon is essentially something that you could pull behind your horse and carry a whole lot more dead shit. So instead of the, I mean, right now you can carry two pelts, an actual carcass, and hang one small animal on either side. Um, A hunting wagon would allow you to just triple that, you know. Um, homes, build your own home, John Marston style, have a, a settlement, have a, a, a you know, a, a, a piece of land, a little piece of heaven, if you will. I think that would be really cool if you could customize it. Um, crates to store unwanted guns. So at your camps or at your home, a place to store things that you're, you don't want to carry with you all the time. I don't think that's necessary because your horse kind of does that for you, but whatever. And then um, they put a hot air balloon. <laughs> now, now, what did you mention about owning land and all that? I think uh, that was one of the things is to be able to purchase like your own ranch to have how, like yeah. A, how how amazing would that be? And like have like a farm simulator almost built into the game, so where you mm-hmm. could like harvest totally, crops, man. totally, uh, and 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 earn money, and then with that money, like upgrade your your land, uh, you know, buy buy more land. I, yeah, I would love that. Totally, I think that absolutely. would be absolutely cool. having cattle. Maybe they uh, they reproduce. You get a once they get to a certain point, you can't obviously take care of them all. So you gotta you gotta like drive the cattle to another person's ranch and sell them. Oh, it'd be awesome. Oh, kill so them cool. and harvest the meat, and then you could sell do that the meat. too. Prime rib all day. You could do that yeah. too. <laughs> that would um, be cool. I'd be into that. Number four is game mode content. So, uh, again, this would be like open world event or uh, maybe enhanced stranger missions. So, train heist, bank heist. And then this was me and uh, Golden Bear were actually talking about this the other night. We were, we're slowly introducing Ranger Danger into the world of Grand Theft Auto, just like showing them all the different game types. And we did like one of our old, like throwback five year old playlists. And it's uh, survival. And and that's where you, it's a cooperative mission. You just got essentially it's like firefight, like constant waves of guys coming at you. Different settings on the map. You're hiding. You're ducking. There's guns that you can go and get. I think that is a no brainer. They it's should like a horde mode. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It would be awesome. I'm I'm actually surprised they don't have that yet. That seems like a a gimme. I know. Totally. Like that's that's like almost already built into the whole game. And then the last one is quality of life changes. So more butchers, so more places to sell your your hides and your meat. Um, Three. Uh, having more aggressive, which this actually came out in a new update. I haven't quite seen it yet, but uh, more aggressive lawmen that will particularly target griefers. So people that are just causing problems. Um, and let's see. Um, a self uh, this doesn't make sense. A self-defense system? I don't know what that necessarily means. Um, and then creating playlist, which would be, I mean, that's that's also a no-brainer. Like, uh, I feel like eventually, once they have a good dozen play game modes, being able to have playlist and play privately, that's obviously, that's probably the only way we play, we play Grand Theft Auto right now. Well, so that, and, that would but be that's great. because of... Grand Theft Auto's like netcode and lack of servers. Like that's, that's the best way to play GTA five is yeah. to set up a playlist and have four or five friends online. And then you don't have to met, you don't have to waste any time dropping people from part. You'll still deal with a little bit of that, but it's, it's manageable. Absolutely. All right, John, that leads us to our top three. Kind of, if we're talking about GTA five, it does. 
And I, due to popular demand, we've changed, we've gotten rid of the top three kid. Ladies and gentlemen, to you and yours around the world, ladies and gentlemen, top, 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 top three. Top three. Creepy, you came up with this one. I did. I'm proud of it. This is the best music. Am I right? Alan Parsons Project. No, I want to punch (laughs) someone right now. This is great. Oh, my gosh. Dude, this just reminds me of being like a 12-year-old kid. And just that dynasty period with the Chicago Bulls was the greatest fucking thing on the planet, dude. Being able to watch Scottie Pippen. basketball to be into it. uh Uh-uh. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, like all of these guys. Horace Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Why not, dude? BJ Armstrong, let's go. All day. (laughs) Yeah. So, tell tell folks about tonight's top um, three. So we played a couple nights, and and this happens sometimes when we're online. And you know, there are many nights when I sit down, I'm like, all right, I want to play some video games, and I and all I want to do is be alone, and I want to play, uh, you know, my I want to play my Tomb Raider game, or I want to <laughs> I want to fire up uh, the new Assassin's Creed. You know, sure. maybe I want to finish off. Uh, my campaign on Red Dead. Maybe I yep. want to finish off my campaign, which I'm still like right in the middle of. Yeah. And I feel shame every day that I don't finish off uh, my Far Cry Five campaign. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll go for a. a You've race. got quite the backlog. It's so many logs, and it's so far back. Um, I, I so so these are my ideas when I sit down to play, and then fucking you're online, and Golden Bears online, and Jayhawkers online. And Ranger Danger's online. And Ventrilo Fart is online. Psych. He's never online. He's um, always offline. And then and then and then the and then the party invites start. Okay. And then we, now you know now now we all have to play. We're we're playing together. It's a social thing. We're now yeah. we're playing uh, Rocket League. We're playing uh, Halo Five. And then a lot of build up. And then there's and then there's like, and I bl- I guess I blame you because you you started this connection with like a whole nother group of other gamers. And there's it like, is. it's like a like, whole nother gang. It's like yeah, warriors, whole nother gang. And they're, <laughs> and they're like 12 strong. And then yeah. we invite one of them joins our party without invitation. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, like, uh, it's like yeah. Paul Revere coming over to let you know yeah. the British are coming. Yeah. Yeah. One joins in. We got toast, 16 ounce. <laughs> and then we got, then we got, I, I am milk. And then I we got milk. castle um, will kill. Yeah, and then we got or- Organic Avenger. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, we're in a, a party chat with like 20 men. Yeah, and we're crashing we all, the system. Now we all have to play something that we all can play. <laughs> and, uh, and that is usually Grand Theft Auto V. And so we, we did that a couple nights this last yeah. week. I had a blast. I stayed up way too late. I, uh, I had a night where I had a couple nights in there where my children were off you know, at a, at a grandparent's house. And I was like, you know what? I can sleep in tomorrow fuck it let's, let's go. go balls deep let's go it's hard time. i'll stay up till four o'clock in the morning i don't care let's play some games uh, and we did uh multiple grand theft auto 5 playlists mm-hmm. and those are great because it's it it tracks your score across those playlists so at the end of an eight game playlist there's a winner and you get to talk shit and and celebrate your victory. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the the top three this week is what are our what are our our, um, our top three yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five like gameplay modes? Okay. okay. 
All right. Uh, well, you picked it. Let me go first here. Okay, that's fair. So Start mine is... Um, and, and, and also, like, anyone listening to this, anyone listening to this that does not have GTA V or has never played it, you fucked up. All right? You got to get your hands on this game. You could probably find the used disc for real, real cheap somewhere. And all of the DLC, all of the added content, 100% free. You will not spend a dime on anything. So that surprises people when I tell them if they don't mm-hmm. play GTA, you know, that that all of that is included. All you, I mean, yeah, you're going to sit there on your, your whatever your shitty 30 megabyte per second internet connection is. <laughs> you're going to so sit there shitty. and you're going you're gonna to watch it load for a while. But start that thing before you go to work. And then when you yeah. get home... You got you have options. You have so many games to play. Joel, oh, what is your number three? All right. I don't know. If this... Oh, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> My number three is Hasta La Vista. Hasta La Vista is a. <laughs> it's just. It makes me so happy. It is a gameplay type that is totally ripping off one of the opening uh, action sequences and. Jamie, Jimmy Cameron's Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's where um, old Eddie Furlong, old squeaky voice Furlong, old bowl cut Furlong is on his bike in the L.A. drainage ditch being chased by a semi-truck driven by the T-1000, Robert Patrick. And uh, they recreated that game type in Grand Theft Auto, and it is awesome. So it's uh, it's only four players, 2v2. uh, team A is in semi-trucks, Team B is on bicycles, and you need to essentially make it to the finish line before a semi-truck takes you out in the Los Santos drainage ditch. Creamy Johns, that is my number three. It's a good number three. I'm surprised it didn't make my list because it's always fun. Yep. Um, <laughs> What's your number three? So I, I don't know the name of the game mode, but you'll be able to help me. It is um, the mode where, like... Um, one team has a protector and they they all they drive like an ambulance or a bus okay. and if you can slow that large vehicle down oh, uh, God, the yeah. opposing team they it's have speed. all these sweet little it's speed yeah so there you go play the speed theme and that's my number three okay um that is um man that one should have made my list dude that one is awesome i don't it's a solid have... it's a solid game mode and we got to figure out the is it just called speed um yeah. Okay, well there you go. Is it basically called speed? uh is this it? It has a long intro, but it'll get there. Um basically the way the game mode works is one team has a large vehicle that they have to keep above a certain uh speed. You have you a little slow bar down or you at crash the bottom of the, the end of the screen. world. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't blow up right away. You'll hear a beep and you have a certain amount of time before you need to increase your speed um or or you're gonna blow. Yeah. Um, so one team has a large vehicle that they have to keep, maintain a speed. Ambulance, semi truck, uh, bank, bus, yeah, armored car, yeah, armored car, yeah, a big, heavy, hard to control, sluggish vehicle. Um, the other team has these attackers, so they'll be in fast sports cars, and all they have to do is try to cut in front of you, uh, hit you off the, hit you off the road, hit you into a, a building, anything they can do to slow you down. It is very fun, and if you do set up this game mode, I recommend you put in more than a couple rounds because some of these game modes, as well as the Terminator game mode, Hostel La Vista, if you just do one, 
you're only you're only just getting excited. You need you need multiple rounds. Oh yeah, two, minimum two rounds. Yes, maybe three if you really love it. If you really love it, yep. Awesome, dude. Um, speed theme. It's it's a lot. It's a they put they they really uh, they chew up the scenery on that one. Pop will quiz, s- hot shot. Dennis Hopper. Is he dead? Is he alive? He's alive. Okay. My number two is Capture, um, which was an original release gameplay mode. There's multiple versions. Sometimes you're getting bags. Sometimes you're protecting bags. But my favorite is the GTA Capture, where you need to go capture helicopters or trucks or motorcycles and get them back to a certain point. Um, It is like all everything that the game offers, I feel like, in one game mode. It's so much fun. My favorite one is called Highest Treasure, and it's at the there's a mountain um, on the northern part of the map, and it's got a little ski lift on it or a gondola, the way Luke Finken would say it. And uh, at the top of the gondola, there is some bags of money. You can fly planes. You can land them if you're a real real ace pilot, or you can parachute out, which is what Golden Bear does. He's a real. Oh, he's a real pain in the rear end on this map, and uh, you get the you get the bags, you jump off the gondola tower, and then you parachute all the way back down the mountain to one of two bases, and uh, either you're chasing people. Your my favorite thing is when you get to clip parachutes with uh, your plane wings and just watch people fall to the ground. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's my number two captures. It's a good one. I hate it. Um. <laughs> Only because it adds, it's a, it's a long it's, game. It's time. at least so a forty-five minute part of <laughs> part gonna, of your if life. If you're going to build a playlist <laughs> on GTA Five, you need to make sure that this is a four-five game playlist because if that's part of it, you're going to be there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like it, and you made some fun custom ones with uh, the the hookers and clowns down in that little yep the valley that you've set up there. He, jo- uh, Super Shark Joel has made a uh, custom version of this. Yep. that is just. Uh, it's called Chop Chop Bang Bang. Yeah, it's um, a real it's a real dick buster. This mode. <laughs> it's really fun. There's lots of explosions and there's a, a lot of frustration because there's a mixtures of uh, 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 men transitioning into a female and there's also some prostitutes and there's one African American clown with a knife and essentially they're protecting a bunch of helicopters. You have to drive down in like uh, you know SUVs, steal a helicopter, get it back to your base, but if the if the prostitutes don't kill you, then that clown <laughs> definitely is going to. He always shows up at the wrong. He's time. a real sneaky. He's a real sneaky sob. That, that clown. <laughs> yeah, I've made a few. There, uh, it's a fun. I, I, cream. I would love. Here's a challenge for you, bud. You should make one. I would love to see um, what you come up with because it's actually really fun. It's like yeah. video game coloring books. Like you get to just. Like you have so many options, it's a blast. But make sure your internet yeah. connection's good because if it glitches, you'll lose everything, and that will make you want to cry. Yeah. Um. So my number two on my list is um, it's an adversary mode, and it's a driving game, and it's called offense defense, and that's where hell yeah. As long as you have equal number teams, um, one team is basically composed of drivers and the other ones are attackers so uh the the driver the objective of the game is for like the driver he is usually in a kind of a slow moving low rider 
poor handling type vehicle, not very fast, um, for that driver to hit as many checkpoints as they possibly can, the attackers are in fast sports car, SUV, powerful, heavy cars, mm-hmm. and it's their job to prevent the other team's drivers from uh, hitting those uh, checkpoints. And man, when you, it's just, if, if you have everybody on headset and you're just sitting there cock blocking someone and they cannot get out because they're in this dog shit car and you're just T-boning them in and blocking them and driving forward and backwards and forward and they just cannot wiggle out. It, it's, uh, it's definitely some of the funnest nights I've had with that game period. It, mm-hmm. It's in that game mode, you know, yeah. uh, offense, defense, so good. <laughs> you got, yeah. I mean, you got to try it's, it. It's a lot of fun. It. It's uh, and it's also I love games where anyone could win because sometimes being first isn't an advantage because the hunter cars will go up to if you know what you're doing they'll go up to and and just blast that first place car and it gives the guys in second and third place a, a big advantage to catch up so it's like yeah, constantly so it's, edge of your seat rally yeah. kind of mode and so it's two, it's two man teams but if you have three teams or four teams i think that is just mayhem yeah it's a blast um my number one and i you might think this is a cop out but it's the heist um we were so excited when those came out 2014 uh late 2014 is when the heist came out and it's essentially um co-op uh pve kind of uh gameplay and they are awesome a if you're new to that game it's an amazing way to make money you earn a ton of money doing it um b they're hard they take some strategy so definitely play with people that you can talk to um and c they're all so different and the thing that blows my mind about rockstar right so they've made five grand theft autos with multiple um you know um you know what do they call them uh uh, like Ballad of Gay Tony, um, the like Lost DLC in the Dam DLC. Yeah. yeah, they've made all all this DLC. They've made two Grand uh, Red Dead Redemptions, but they continue to come up with new ways to play open world games, and it just blows my mind. I don't feel like they get enough credit for that. Like in the new, so there's two waves of heists. There's the first heist, which is essentially like you're playing in bank robberies. You go into your apartment. You have to own an apartment to do a heist. You essentially have a whiteboard in your apartment, and you have to be like, all right, we need to steal an ambulance. We need to get ambulance driver costumes. We need to um, get the schematics to the bank that we're going into. And so there's all these little missions, kind of like the movie Heat with Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer. Like There's all these little missions you have to do to get ready for the big heist. And then when you do that big heist, you are amped. Your hands are sweaty. You're ready. Um, you're, you dress the same. Like It is such a cool feeling, man. And you get to go out and you get to like do it. And then the only problem with it is they added mechanic and damn you rockstar for doing this where you get to whoever is the heist leader you divvy up the money which i think is <laughs> yeah what a what a way to make people hate each other you get to yeah. divvy out how people get paid out on the um on the heist and we used to start we nickeled and dimed it in the beginning and kind of kept track of it but by the end you're already making so much money it doesn't even matter in the second wave of heist you're literally flying deloreans up to a plane um 
jumping out of the DeLorean, jetpacking onto the plane, going into the plane. This is totally like cliffhanger style. Getting into the plane, hijacking the plane, stealing the money, crashing. It's just unbelievable. It's like an action movie. So it's like, a, whole, is, it's like a new game, yeah. Heist is definitely my number one. It's just so much fun. And I want to play more. When did they release that? Was that last year or the, or was that 2000? 2017 was the net, the newest one and and the newest wave of them. And then 2000 and uh, late 14 was when the, and I haven't done them all. So, you know, it's, it's sort of like grand theft auto's version of a raid, you know, if you're playing destiny or something, or I will say, and this is like a golden bear, golden, golden barrel back me up on this is it's not fun to play with randos on that. It's one of the rare online things where you want to be with buddies because randos, a, it's hard to talk to them and b um, they're, if they quit the mission's over, like you got to have everybody in it to yeah. win it. So well, and it makes me excited squad. for what uh, Red Dead Online will introduce in the way of Hell yeah. heights, you know? Hell yeah. All right, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is any stunt race. It is my favorite. Uh, I, remember, I remember the day that I was at work or something, and I saw the unannounced release for... Uh, the stunning, what is it? Cunning stunts, right? Stunning cunts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw some of the gameplay videos of just the baddest sports cars tearing through tubes, hitting ramps that would go for city blocks. Oh, oh, yeah. it's my favorite, Joel. Yeah. It is my favorite. And there is nothing better then pit maneuvering uh, someone that you have on the headset and they think they're doing good in third place and then you just pit them perfectly and mm. they spin off and flip off the course and they have to mm. reset. Now they're in sixth place and you just cruise so on by. Fun. You you manage to not crash as well. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Throw in a little Any GTA the there races. for fun every once in a while where you can shoot each other. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, the motorcycle ones are, are like my second favorite, but the if I can get in my Zentorno and... And and that's my car or my jester, my custom jester. Boom. Mm-hmm. Let's Boom. play. Yes. I'm gonna win. I will yep. win. And okay. and the courses are really creative, the way they designed them. Oh, and they the came tubes? up with wave after wave too. There were like three or four waves of Rockstar either approved. Well, there's like hundred and fifty uh, stunt races right now. They're it's really out of control. Good. Like the and then and then really you can good. make your own. That's the other thing. We don't talk about this enough. You can go into user created stuff. Now some of it's broken. But yeah. every once in a while, you'll find something that is just the most fun that you've ever had. So if any of you out there in Rad Dad Land have made a GTA anything, please let us know. You can search it on the Rockstar Social Club. You can add it onto your bookmark, and then you can play it in the game later. So um, that's a really fun way to share your user-created content. All right, boys and girls, that was Top 3. Top 3. I just love that song, man. I feel like if you're having a shitty day, you could play you could play that bull song and you could just be king of the world. Yeah, it's either that or the Baja men who let the dogs out. Both will do the job. Hey. Or Chumba Wumba. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we got an email from Mark in North Otterson, Connecticut. Says I'm blown away that when I searched dad video game podcast, I found one. I'm a big fan and really love the dad chats. Hey, I know this isn't game related, but Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Who should play him in the new movie? Hashtag Anthem Rant. <laughs> it's just it's the second wow. time. 
People loved your anthem rant, dude. You talked for an hour about how much you were pissed about a game that you. Well, the only reason I got upset <laughs> was because I wanted it to be. I wanted. I wanted Destiny to be good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really did. So it's a lot a of build up, passive I, I'm aggression. I'm a huge nerd. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly, I like. I love Halo so much. Like those mm-hmm. are like I still play Halo Five today. It is. It is the best multiplayer experience in, in my opinion for Bar arena. None first person shooters um yeah i got hot all right john who should play batman affleck's out who should play uh who should be the new wow dark um, knight oh, it's hard because it's like do i even care you know i feel like dc is kind of in a, in doing a whirlwind right. of failure uh, i mean listen i know you talk shit about it but aquaman is the highest grossing film of all time right now Okay, so dumb people go to movies. I understand this. It's a good um, popcorn film. It's not an Academy Award. No, I, I'm excited. It's a to lot watch of fun. It. I'll, I'll yeah. watch it. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'll watch it. Um, uh, new Batman. Um, I mean, because uh, what's his name? Christian Bale, dude. That was like, that was like a good Batman. That his like Batman really voice Batman. was the only thing that. <laughs> Where is she? Rachel, Rachel. Um. All right. So Ben Affleck's out. I go. uh, I go. Casey Affleck. Oh, nice. Just keep it in the family. Manchester (laughs) by the sea. That's uh, my answer. Casey Affleck. I was sitting by the fire and uh, I ran out of beer, so I decided to take a walk. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) also, can we just talk about that? Our brother just watched Good Will Hunting for the first time ever. Jordan did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's not your he fault. He had his Will. wisdom teeth removed, and he's all drugged up, and he's sitting on the couch, and he's got some oh, movies to watch. Good and he call. watched Good Will Hunting for the first time ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what you should do, Jordan, if you're listening. Oh, he is listening. Uh, you should uh, um, watch their Academy Award acceptance speech. That's just pure. That's just great. Watching the the just young Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Like they wrote a movie. Um, Robin Williams, Kevin Smith helped it get to the. The level that it needed to get to, and uh, they it's won an Academy Award. It's not your fault. It's Will. not your fault. It's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault. I know it's not my fucking fault. I know it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, my I and the, so here's I have a theory. Okay, I don't think the person that plays Batman should be bigger than Batman. You know what I mean? I don't feel like you don't want Tom Cruise to play Batman. Some people have thrown that name around. You don't want Tom Cruise. You want Batman. Batman needs to be the biggest star of the film. And so I think you also, need Tom Cruise is like shorter than Michael Keaton. That's not going to work. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You're totally Tom right. Tom Cruise can play Robin if he Tom wants. Cruise he can, can play, play Dick Grayson. Yeah. Mr. Drax or whatever. <laughs> Zaz. Um, but I think uh, you need a star that is uh, humble, looks good in the cowl, and uh, can do the physical performance. So my gotta vote. Have good lips. Got to have those lips, man. I, 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 I will say Val Kilmer, probably the best looking ba- Batman out there. Batman Forever. That's my opinion. I'll, Disagree. I'll, I'll stick to it. Um, Disagree. I will say uh, I think Eric Bana would be a solid Bruce Wayne. I feel like he's a he's a sol- he's a good guy. Um, I love I just love him and everything he's in. Munich. Uh, you can say what you want about the Ang Lee Hawk, but he he nailed it. He 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 went a hundred percent on that on that uh, on that flick. And I feel like Eric Bana would do it. Would be a, just a great solid, slightly older, little salt and pepper. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, I see it. I could see it. It's not. It's not. 
it's not it's not exciting me okay well mark i'm sorry we disappointed you but (laughs) (laughs) both of our answers suck i mean there's got to be somebody good out there hold on i mean like who who would be a good let's well here's here's who's on the table are you ready so Hall already said he's not doing it. So that was who everyone was rooting for. So Hall's out. Um, Army Hammer apparently is in the running. So the Lone Ranger himself, the Vanderhaas brothers himself, uh, uh, Army Hammer, is up potentially f- to play Bruce Wayne. He's very Val Kilmery, I think, to a certain extent. Um, um, there's talk of uh, if they decide to do a little bit of a time jump because this next Batman is a, a basically a, a Batman year one. So we could see actually two people. We could see an older Batman, which how cool would it be if they brought back a Clooney or a Michael Keaton, you know, a little bit of a Dark Dark Knight Returns, a little older Batman, but then pair it okay. with a younger, you know, a younger up and coming kind of kid. Um so the, that's kind of the, the rumor train that's going on right now. Um, Keanu okay. Reeves apparently was in talks for a minute. Um, that's, yeah, that's a no. He apparently um, turned down the role back when um, Clooney was, when, when he did it. So back in the, uh, the Schumacher days, the bat nipple um, days. Okay, so, so what, if we do, what if we do something where it's like, let's go back earlier Right. Let's let's take it back and let's get okay. some new face in there. You know, that's what I think. I think that's yeah. the safest bet. Treat, treat it like Spider-Man, you know, and yeah. then that, that way you get this guy for at least, you know, 18 movies. <laughs> if yeah, you're young. totally right. Yeah. Um, and then have a have an amazing supporting cast. Yeah. Your I your think. Alfred character, the villains. You can have a lot of fun with all of that and then have have your Batman Maybe that's well, they, the curse of Batman. Well, and they still you know, have Jeremy Irons. You have you know, to pick this actor that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, maybe we go back. We go earlier. I don't think it's a curse. I mean, every single person that played it somehow did okay with the rest of their career. It's more of that. Oh, uh, I, it's true. The I'm curse is holding on to like, it. I mean, like Christian what Bale. You, I'm agreeing with what you said where it's like the actor shouldn't be. Bigger than the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Awesome, Mark. Well, thanks for the email, man. And uh, we'll have, I'm sure there'll be many more rants. We'll have new hashtags, I, I promise. Um, quick game of the week update is, uh, so Sea of Thieves is taking a little more time than we wanted. We want to try to get a crew together. So any of you Xbox Live boys out there. Um, oh, gosh, we got some. Hold on. Sorry, we got some feedback from Mixler on Batman. We got Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. Uh, we got, uh, fuck Chris Pratt, sorry. Not a fan. Michael B. Jordan, a black Batman. I'd be down with that. And Idris Elba as well. Thanks, Nighthawk, for the for that input, buddy. Um, Idris Elba and Michael B. Jordan would fit that uh, old Batman, new Batman dynamic really well. That'd be kind of cool, I think. Except Michael B. Jordan has the weakest chin in Hollywood. Am I right? Anybody else with me on that? As far as the Rocky films are concerned, uh, the Creed films, he's got a very strong chin. He can take a punch. <laughs> nice, nice. Spoiler alert on Creed 2, he beats that Russian guy at the end. You know, I, I watched that recently. <laughs> That's a great film. I really liked it because Rocky Ford's my favorite. The sequel? Favorite. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Uh-uh. Uh, let's be honest. Um, Oh, what's his name that plays Ivan Drago in the first films? He-Man. Uh, what's his name? What's that actor's name? I will crush him. Dol- like Dolph, P- Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. He yeah. might be the best performance in that entire film. Well, it was cool to see him back. Um, yeah. 
it was, you know, good. if, if, if they didn't get him back, then that would have made it all seem a little hollow, yeah. I guess. But, uh, to see him be the trainer and, uh, the subplot that they were trying to push, I, that just didn't get me very much that his, uh, wife Life left him ruined. and the, yeah. the government like kicked him out. I, I don't know. It was that movie. If was I fine. could change and he could change, then everybody could change. Yeah, baby. And then Gorbachev stands up, does the be- the first known instance of the slow clap in cinema. It's beautiful. No, it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and then also the uh, uh, who like uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. His face is hard to look at in current movies because <laughs> he of looks the like a wallet surgery and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just too weird. It's like I understand you're supposed to be some old beat up boxer, but like you're kind of beautiful in a weird how how nice can we make a 60 year old face look or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. I, I did not like that movie. It was fine. I had fun. We we watched it all the way through. But like as soon as that fight started in the middle of the movie, there's a fight that starts like maybe 30 minutes into the movie with uh, Creed and the Russian and you're like, well, okay, he's going to lose or something's going to happen because this is the middle of the movie. I know how yeah. a runtime on a movie works, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Predictable. Okay. Thanks for your feedback. That brings yeah, us to... You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> skip it if you're hearing this. If you haven't seen Creed <laughs> 2, skip it. <laughs> like I was saying, uh we're still playing Sea of Thieves. We want to put a crew together, though. There's, um, We can get up to four people. So I am super with a space shark. Cream is cream of Egbert with appropriate spacing. Um, please look us up on Xbox Live if you would like to play Sea of Thieves because we are looking together to put a, just a nasty crew together to go out and sail the seven seas. We'll give you an update on that next week. Which brings us to the last segment of the show, Dad Chat. Dad Chat. I don't know why I played this song, but it's a very dad song. Well, I'm on the <laughs> do you get you have people over uh, karaoke this song? I don't do karaoke anymore, man. Back when you did, back, back when you used to. No, no one ever did this because they're not cool. All you right, man. well, thanks, man. I'll do it next time I see you. Yeah, How you about, should do it. We'll yeah. do karaoke in Denver. We'll just tear it up. Dude, we're going to have so much fun. Oh, it's, we're going to have so much fun. I want to take you to Mile High Comics. I want to take yes. you I want to take you to uh, um, there's so many breweries at Jordan and I can take you to Jordan knows all the good ones. Um, well, and then have, the reason I'll be out there too, we'll have a nice event where I'll be doing some live art. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, we're yeah. going to that too. Oh, it's going to be so much cash fun. prize. We'll keep you guys posted. Maybe we'll, we'll work in a little. Maybe we'll work in a week. little mini gut <laughs> since you're out anyway. Maybe we'll just uh, we'll work a squeak one in there, you know. It'll be fun. All right, Dad Chat. So, what, let's get real for a second, guys. So, um, I gotta I, get a uh, beer before you get real. To explain what Dad Chat is for the listeners. Okay, um, uh, Dad Chat is uh, just a chance for us to talk about what's on our minds when it comes to being a father in the year 2019. Um, and, uh, there's some, he- it, 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 we, it tends to be heavier than we want it to be. Um, and, uh, 
I don't know, man. Uh, you look at the world differently when you have these little beings that you just like put your heart and soul into. So we just talk about that kind of stuff. We've talked about everything from like getting them ready in the morning to um, how to talk to them about death to uh, um, uh, nightmares in the middle of the night <laughs> and all that stuff. So social media and sharing photos. We've talked no, about no, it. We all. had a really good conversation about that. So. Obviously, you can go back in our backlog on our episodes and listen to those. They typically happen towards the end of the episode. But uh, I have, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a big spoiler alert, um, which I don't think it's actually a spoiler because it actually happened. Um, it, there's a new documentary out on HBO called Leaving Neverland, and it is about uh, Michael Jackson. And um, there are two gentlemen that have stepped forward. And have revealed some pretty nasty details about their relationship with Michael Jackson. And um, it's very compelling. And I will say, for me personally, it's probably one of the most disturbing things I have ever watched in my entire life. It's, uh, it really, like, you kind of want to turn it off. Like, it's pretty... Okay, before we get too deep, I haven't seen this and I want to see it. Wife okay. has seen it. And she said it was like she watched. It's like five hours long. Yeah, she watched. Oh it all. yeah, she 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 banged it out. She might be watching it right now, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just as, as as far as it's it's new. So as much as we can do to not spoil specific things, there, and uh, I won't I would get super that. specific. But I mean, it's obvious what the documentary is about, right? It's right. not a it's not a positive film about Michael Jackson, right? Um, and. Um, I can tell you that in 1993 was the first allegation of sexual abuse with him. In 2003 is when he w- was arrested and he went to court. So it's no it's no surprise that he might be creepo. That's where the whole wacko jacko thing kind of came from. Um, but uh, as someone watching this and as someone with kids, I got to tell you, it was really tough. It was a hard watch. M- Lori, um, she watched. The, the it's three parts the whole documentary so part one is um kind of a lot of the backstory a lot of the 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 younger years um one of the boys was seven year old seven years old another one was 10 years old part two is like more the aftermath like how these guys grew up with what they experienced and kind of what their lives turned into and part three is oprah did a interview with both of the guys and like she she it's it's funny like we kind of joke about her she's really good she's a really good interviewer and she like really she's the uh, best man she she probably is the best and like that's alive today and um and she really gets real and she does a really good job of like uh, simultaneously apologizing because she kind of uh, protected Michael back in the 80s and 90s a little bit. But now she's apologizing and like, all right, well, this is my chance to kind of like undo maybe some of what I did back then. So it's really, it's good on, you don't get to see her get personal often. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a subscriber to the O network, so I wouldn't know. But the dad chat topic cream is, and this is something I've just been thinking a lot about is like, um, these kids obviously got themselves in a situation and their parents were part of the fact that these kids got themselves in a situation. The title of the film is Leaving Neverland and Neverland essentially was this weird uh, amusement park cage for kids. Like that's kind of how I feel about it now. And, uh, you know, I wonder now as a parent, like, and I, I was talking to Lori about this the other night is um, I want my kids to be able to, 
Um, not be afraid of everything. That's really important to me personally as a parent. I know a lot of parents will like kind of pad and cushion the world for their kiddos. Um, but I want my kids to have confidence. I want them to be resilient and I don't want them to be afraid of everything. I think that's a, a, a easy thing in this informative age that we live in to do that. But I also want them to have the confidence to say no or stop or, or get the fuck off or walk away. Like, and so there's this weird paper thin balance of how do you make your kids not afraid of everything by making them afraid of every stranger? Like, I don't know if you've heard of these classes, John, but they're called, um, safe and secure is the, is the name of the class. And it's a class that kids as young as four and five years old can take with their parents. And the whole purpose of the class is to identify people that might be, pedophiles or might be creepers, you know? Yeah. And, um, I feel like that's bad. I feel like that's teaching kids stereotypes, generalistics, but at the same time, I understand the, the goodwill behind it. I understand that like, you know, parents don't want obviously this to happen to their kids. So let's try to, let's be proactive. Like I understand that aspect. Do you you think it's, do you think it's worth like having maybe an overly paranoid kid, uh, for their formative years, but if it prevents that one time that they could have been taken or that's, that's picked tough, up by some stranger, why, you know what I mean? Like, that's why we get it, the hard topics here, it, folks. Kinda? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the tough thing is like, uh, because, um, I don't know, man, like, uh, you and I and Jordan don't talk about this often, but we had a near miss when we were kids. I don't know if you remember this. Like, we had a, a possible... We had a babysitter. We had yeah. a babysitter situation where... I'm pretty sure he got you. He did get me. I wanted. That's actually why I brought you on the air tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he was. Um, it was real interesting. He let us watch like a half clearly, second. clearly R-rated movies. Well, he put with, on like sexual scenes at his house, and then he also. I have a a vivid memory of. Uh, he would he would buy like the newest gaming console. He would just take us uh-huh. to the store and be like, "Oh, you guys want to get the Super Nintendo? Oh, All right, Alien we'll versus out, Predator. Let's get this. Out, yeah, pick yeah. out ten games, and then oh, also we'll get the uh, we'll get the light gun. So he would go and drop a thousand dollars on mm-hmm. Never Neverland material. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Totally, absolutely. And I have a vivid memory of, and I don't remember if it was you or Jordan, but he was like, "Hey, go ahead and go p- press play," and it was like a half second of a porn film showed like it, or maybe in my childhood mind, it was an R rated film, like you said, but it was like shocking. Right. And he had a wife, right? Like he was married. He had a fat wife. I mean, no offense to any of the fat wives out there, but that's what his wife was. And, uh, yeah. So he was unhappy, but yeah, that might, (laughs) uh, uh, yeah, that you might be right. That might've been a near miss. I think I remember our, our parents, uh, pulling us out of it when he let us watch, um, we told uh, him. Silence of the Lambs, you know. Oh, that's it, man. All the yeah. pretty horses. Yeah. Um, that's totally what it was. It was Buffalo Goodbye, Bill. Goodbye, horses. Sing it. Flying overhead. Sing all yeah. of it. No, that mm-hmm. movie has uh, a lot of adult material, and we were all, I mean, we you were, were like 12, and I was like nine. I mean, we didn't know Jordan was what. eight years old, man. Yeah. yeah, we were very young. and well, um, But here's what I remember. And I brought, I actually told this exact story. I'm so glad you like remember it the same way I do. Because um, it's weird with childhood memories. It can, you know, they can change. But I brought that up to Lori. And I was like, I remember all of us as being like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, no, this is bad. And I also remember us 
um, immediately telling our parents. And so for me as a parent, it's like, okay, how do I at the very least make sure that my kids do that? So I think you're right. Like there is a certain level of reality-based fear, right? Reality-based, keyword reality, you know, uh, werewolves, vampires, not reality. Reality-based fear is the fact that there are real bad people out there and there are real bad things that can happen. So how do I introduce my kids to those things um, without them having nightmares, you know? So Um, there's that balance. But then at the other side of it, just to finish my point is um, how at the same time for them to be able to be like, no, this is wrong. Stop it. Get away from me. Run away. Because we had another situation, John, when we were in Dayton, Ohio, we were visiting our Aunt Linda, and we were at a park, and textbook, classic dare video, lifetime movie situation where a dude pulls up in his car, and I'm not even shitting you guys, like, hey, guys, I got some candy. Come on over here. Let's come on over here, boys. And we were just playing at this park, and we were the only kids at the park. And we ran, and I remember we ran like the stinking wind. It was like the flash. There was lightning coming off our heels. We ran all the way home, and my aunt's husband, our uncle, Terry, was a police officer, retired police officer. And I remember him just being like, you guys are fucking smart kids. I remember him just saying that over and over again. Like, you guys were smart kids. Like, um, I'm so glad that you ran away. And he immediately called people, and he immediately sent police officers to the park. This was when we were younger. I was probably 10 or 9 years old, John. So you were probably, I don't know. Seven yeah, or I don't six. remember this at all. Yeah, yeah. A um, mom does. We actually talked about it when she was out here last, and we just ran, and yeah. it was just like, whew, we just ran. And um, how do you teach that? Like, I, and it's funny. Like, we all we obviously had it in us because we all in both situations did the right thing. But what's the balance? How do you teach that to your kids without scaring them to a point of trauma of what could actually happen to them? Yeah. Um, so I have a seven year old daughter and I've had conversations with her, um, you know, about strangers and that not, not everyone is good. You know, not everyone is a, a, like every adult you see, there are some of them that are, they're up to, they're up to bad, bad stuff. You know what I mean? And that you can't trust every adult. And, and I've had conversations with her where it's like, you know, Oh, uh, you know, what do you do? I just quiz her, you know, like, what do you do if, you know, somebody comes to pick you up from school and they say, you know, Hey, you're, I know your dad. Hmm. Um, and I, and I'm a friend of your, I'm a friend of your dad. And, and I tell her, I say, you know, he, he can even, he can even tell you my name. You know, I know your dad's John. Right. And, right. uh, and, uh, he told me to pick you up today and I say, you know, to the seven year old, but you, but you've never seen him before. Right. Like, what do you do? And she she had to think about it, but she gave the right answer and it was like, not go with him. I'm like, yes. And not only not go with him, but you need to scream and you need to run and you need to find a teacher and you need to make sure you tell someone about what's going on. And, um, and then there was another instance when it was, uh, she was a lot younger. I think, I think she was probably like five or six and, Mm -hmm. We went to the doctor and the doctor made a really, a uh, really cool move where, you know, they, they had to check like girl parts for, you know, for just checkup reasons or whatever. And yeah, we're there with sure. the, the female doctor and, and I'm there and, uh, my wife is there and the doctor 
she, as she's doing this, she says, you know, Hey, can I, can I check your, you know, your, your girl parts? And, um, and, and me and the wife are like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, Harley, Harley, that's fine. She, you know, this is, this is the doctor. She can, she can take a look and do, do her thing. And the doctor was like, you know, um, who, who is, she asked her, she said, who is allowed, who's allowed to, um, check your, oh, wow. you know, your, your girl parts or whatever. And, and before, you know, my daughter had a chance to answer, she said, it's, it's your family and, and your doctor, right? I'm a doctor. And she explained what was going on as she was doing it. She was so good. This mm-hmm. Dr. Whitaker, uh, on Bethel road, Columbus, Ohio, if you're looking for a pediatrician, like <laughs> nice killed plug. it. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and that was like one of those things that like just popped up in my head, like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's yeah. fucking, that's spot on. Yeah. Those yeah. are the, you know, those are the people that, you know, bath mm-hmm. time and doctor visits and, yeah. and, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I want. Like you said, it's important not to uh, scare the shit out of them and make them think that every person who drives yeah. an Econoline is out for kid ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't want to. You don't want to terrify them, but yeah. at the same time, um, a well, it's healthy tough because it's like in the same year this this year we've we've got these two documentaries. We got Leaving Neverland, right? And then we also have the. Um, the Mr. Rogers documentary and um, in the public eye, both guys were kind of at a certain point seen the same way. And um, I guess for me is um, there are amazing people that truly genuinely authentic, uh, authentically love children and they do wonderful things for children. You're one of those guys, you know, Thanks, I'm one of those guys too. You know, I might, I might end up coaching soccer this spring because they can't find a coach. Well, you you have the meanest fatality slide kick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I used to put kids in ambulance in high school, man. All right. I'm you could saying. slide from 30 feet behind the person and take them I out. wasn't playing the game right. It I'm was like Apex sure. Legends down a hill is what your, <laughs> yeah. your soccer slides look like. But uh, like, I don't want my kids to be afraid of those people, but I want them to know what to look for. And I was telling Lori, like, it's this, it's like, there's a, there was a term <laughs> back when we grew up that you don't hear a lot, but it's like street smart. Like, how do you teach kids to read people? How do you teach kids to um, speak up? How do you teach kids to know when to, instead of walking on the same side of the road as whoever's coming their way, to cross to the other side of the street? And I don't want my kids to be stereotypical. I don't want them to be generalistic, but I want them to be careful. And that is, um, and I think the type of conversations that you mentioned with your kid um, are important because... You have to just bring up those, like, you have to put your... You have to get weird, and you have to think of. Mm-hmm. It's not weird though. Up, it's it's like love creative and protection. ways that like uh, predators would go after your kid and successfully yeah. get your kid. You know, well, and, and to bring it, and, and bring if it you back can to present the, those sorry to to your child in conversation and quiz them and let them know and and speak very seriously and you know with with a strong voice, let them know that that you know. What you do is you run away. You go find an adult that you trust, yeah. and you and you yell as loud as you can because yeah. that is the kind of shit that, in a split second, that could save it all, man. And yeah. and once you know, I mean, God forbid, that is my biggest nightmare ever for one of my girls to be, you know, taken or or to have some 
sick oh it's the worst nightmare shit do yeah. something horrible to them i mean that is a that is a that is a loss yeah uh, that is that is them taking something that is it's gonna fuck with them the rest of their life you know and that oh, if and I, it if won't I can, just if fuck with get them all the way to their mid-20s and mm-hmm. they don't you know have any situations like that then then we're good. Then we're good. Then the rest is kind of on you. You're an adult. Make make your own decisions. Yeah, <laughs> your, but I guess decisions well, and all that. But. I guess that's my point. Is I want it to be figuratively on them earlier on. I want them to to feel like they can make those choices. And I think it comes down to it's confidence, right? I always feel like if I was to sum up everything, every single thing I can do as a parent, right? Just to wrap up this good old fashioned dad chat, it's confidence. Like I really could care less if they do well in school. Like I, I think that's important, but it's not as important as them being confident, walking into the world, and knowing what's best for them. Being kind, being uh, knowing what's best for the people around them, and um, it's a it is a street smart thing, and it's a it's a socialization thing. And uh, the weird thing about this documentary, John, is like. Um, it presents a different type of predator because the weird thing, and this isn't a spoiler, you can see this in the trailers, is uh, th- th- both of these guys, sur- they still hold a certain admiration for him. Like they, it's Well, not sure, like, man. I mean, that's like such a, a plastic, uh, no moldable <laughs> psychology. Think about it. The well, mind of a child. At, at seven you know? and ten years old. But like um, he's not he's – not like, evil or he's not creepy or he's not the dude with the the thick yellow tinted glasses in the econoline van like that i think we a lot we we kind of uh we stereotype as these types of people it presents a new type of pedophile to be perfectly blunt is uh is that it's someone that is willing to charm and 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 i mean this like uh i guess not literally but like massage kids into oh, slowly over time to do these types of things. And, um, right. and it's, um, it's, it's scarier because of that. That's part of the reason it was such a disturbing film for me is because it's not like the, what you imagine from a kidnapping in a Walmart, right? It's right. not that type of predator. It's this, um, yeah, but and this dude, sounds gross. I mean, but come gr- on those parents, those no parents are definitely flags, part of it. No, no that, flags, that's totally a part of it. Grown adult, and he's got totally. a goddamn. Yes, he only he's likes f- hanging out with he, kids. Yes, I mean, come he on. owns a. You didn't a, think a this watching park? this documentary? Yeah, I, exactly, and that is definitely a major part this is an of the outlying situation. The outlier situation. But you have to Absolutely. keep in mind, like John, he's buying these parents houses. He's paying for their vacations. He's putting these kids in um, movie roles. He's, I mean. So here's my here's my thing. I know you haven't seen the documentary, right? So I can't wait. I really want to watch I, it. I listen to Rabbit Ears, which is Macaulay Calkins podcast. I listen to it regularly. I think it's great. I listen I read all of Corey Feldman's biography that he He's wrote himself. Mess. Um but both of these guys the Angels, the Corey Feldman Angels and stuff. He's well, and a, this was the, yeah, a broken this is, man. <laughs> this is Lori's big point is both of these guys were in the sleeping in the bed with Michael Jackson at the same time, literally, that both admitted to this, right? It, it was just like slumber party time, right? Um, like, do you really believe nothing happened to them? Like, honestly, and like, at what level of like brainwashing shame um, are those poor guys going through to? Either if the, if something did happen, that they're still covering it up. Like, both of them have not had the best. Well, put yourself careers. in their shoes, you know, if you haven't I th- come I out have, about it yeah. yet. And, and 
you know what I mean? Like uh, if you've gone this long and you're an adult and you haven't said anything about it yet, like how much easier is it for you yeah. to continue that lie versus, you know, like coming out about it? It's, uh, I mean, with anyone who's a, a victim of abuse, mm-hmm. especially sexual abuse, um, shame is a huge factor in the stigma, it's, it's, you know, it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm sure of it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I think about, um, like Corey Feldman, the weird thing about him is he, in his book, in the later chapters, um, talks very graphically about other men in show business that have abused him, um, graphically. And, uh, that's the weird part about it is like, I, I guess, and this is part of the reason I never, ever felt – I always kind of, in a weird way, always sided with Michael Jackson. I was like, well, you know, maybe he was the Mr. Rogers. Maybe he was the good guy, and maybe people just didn't understand him. And, like, anyone that knows his history, you know, he his childhood was kind of uh, taken away because of show business. His dad was abusive physically. He had, Yeah, I know he had a rough childhood. Yeah, but. and um, so it's easy to, like, sympathize with him, and uh, I don't know for the longest time I was um, kind of in that Santa Claus haze of like, Michael Jackson's a good guy. Like he's, uh, but I'll, I'll be honest. And again, I'm not spoiling. Cause there's obviously part of the documentary. It's hard to spoil because it's the, le- the level of detail they go into that really makes you so, Oh, it's just like a slap to the face. It's like, Oh my God, Neverland was a kid cage. Like it's a hundred percent, this weird kid cage. And like, uh, um, I, I recommend, and, and I actually don't, I, I, if you are sensitive to anything that we're talking to, first off, I apologize. It's an important subject if you're a dad. Um, but if you're not, and this is tough to listen to, um, don't watch it. it. You're not ready for it. Or, or maybe you just don't need that in your psyche, in your life. Um, don't watch it. Cause it is unbelievably graphic. The type of things that you're going to hear. Um, oh, wow. But I didn't then they go dark on it. Oh, it's it's and it's not it's not just a one time. It's 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 a it's a punching bag of just constant stuff of just deeper and darker as they cringe. get older. Yeah. Oh, it's beyond cringe. It's like like I said. It's like you want to turn it off. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, but if if you do watch it, um, I want you to think these thoughts because if you're not going to be a dad, um, you're going to know kids that you care about. And, and I feel like uncles and cousins and um, older role models, kids, people that are teacher, people that are camp counselors, people that are social workers, you have a responsibility in the same way that John uh, outlined in how he talks to his daughter to make sure that kids are smart. And I don't mean smart in the fact that they know their ABCs and their one, two, threes, but they're smart in the sense that they can Street read smart. people. They can read people in the same way that... Um, you can look into a crowd and this sounds so bad as I'm saying it, John is like, again, I am so anti-generalistic, anti-prejudice, anti-stereotype, but there is a gut and the human gut is a sixth sense that is unbelievably important and that you can talk to a person and know if something might be a little off and how, how do you convey that to a child? And it's as simple as run away, tell somebody fight or flight. It's that type of stuff. And I feel like we all as a society have a responsibility um, to any young people that we care about, 
uh, whether you know them or not, to make sure that they are aware that as much as we love the world, as much as you love human beings, as much as we talk about all this awesome online engagement with one another, that there are times that some of the greatest people that you know, some of the people that you brush up against at a grocery store, some of the people that you're standing in line at a Target, some of the people that you're, you're playing Halo 5 with online could be some of the most dark, evil people in, in the universe. And it's, it's a reality. It's a, real, <laughs> it's a real fucking reality. And so I want everyone to just hear our message and the fact that um, it takes a village to make sure that kids are safe. And um, it takes kids to truly make sure at the end of the day, behind closed door, it takes a child's choice to be able to protect themselves. And uh, that's a huge obligation that I feel like a fucking hundred pound brick on my shoulders yeah, as a father it's like, to make sure you know, my to kids know To look at the that. world with rose-colored rose color, glasses or whatever and like – and and I like because there's I, I understand what you're saying like you don't want your child to think the world is evil but right it's important for that child to know at a certain age yeah. that the darkness it exists okay it does. and it is out there well and it's funny I've been reading so my kid um, she gets to pick the stories that we read before we go to bed and for whatever reason, someone gave us, we get all these books from friends. When you have kids, everyone gives you everything, right? And we got this old, like old, like probably 1940s grim fairy tales book. And it's definitely not <laughs> edited by today's standards at all. And it's a lot of like awful shit. Like it's, it's witches and it's um, werewolves and it's vampires and it's like really dark fairy tales. And it's funny, like after watching that documentary, Leaving Neverland, and then reading these books, I realized to a certain extent, um, those are kind of warnings to kids. Like it's yeah. witches. Witches are these motherly type characters that are evil and they eat kids and they're like lure you into places where you're alone and awful things can happen. I feel like those stories at when I first read them, I was like, oh wow, Lori, we gotta skip Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> we can't read this one. But then I read it again and it's like, oh, this is a this is a PSA. This is a public public service announcement well, for listen, kids man. I mean, to know no that there's yeah, evil. But out no one there. said parenting was easy, right? Like no one ever said that. And I and part of that Jay-Z is that. when you read stories like that, yeah. um, you know, communicating uh, the meaning or the moral of that story in a way that your your kid yeah, can translating understand. It. I mean, that's yeah. part of it. You're and absolutely that's not easy, right. yeah. <laughs> you know. But but if you do it in the right way. I, I think bottom line is like, you know, like I said, I have a seven year old female daughter. Like, don't, you don't, you don't trust anyone. You don't know. It doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. Bottom line. Opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You can trust your teacher. You can trust your doctor. You can trust me and your, and your mother. You can, you know what I mean? And then but see, that's, that's the problem. Though, John It's like sometimes teachers and doctors and parents are those people. You know, so it's tough. It's really tough. Like in in a in That's a true. enclosed in a vacuum, you're probably right in most people's cases. Like teachers, right. doctors, and parents are coaches. You know, they're great people. Coaches, yeah. But like at at, a, at the same time, like I w- I was like, all right, how can I break this down into like rules or guidelines? You know, life lessons is like I don't think kids should ever be alone um, with an adult. Um, 
that they don't trust. I don't feel it. Or see, that's hard though, because kids Cause are then so they can trusting. Earn that trust and they're so trusting. Manipulate your child. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It is so tough. Parenting is so tough. Maybe and, the um, maybe the rule is you know, um, you just never alone with a child uh, with an adult. You know. Yeah. And you and you explain it that way. And then also there's just the physical part of it too. And it's Touch. it's a weird Touch conversation a to have with yeah. your kid. And maybe that's more of a mom conversation if you have girls or something, but maybe you have that conversation where, you know, yeah. they know their parts. You know, they it's do. not it's it's a it's fun in the bath. They pee, they poop, you know, they know they <laughs> yeah. know all the parts. So yeah. maybe you maybe you just have to have that conversation with like, you know, hey, no matter what's going on, you're in no charge of who these you parts. think is your friend, yeah. no matter, you know, these are, these are areas of your body that mm-hmm. this is, this is not for, you know, you don't, this is a black and white thing. No one, no one is allowed to talk, you know, whatever, t- touch anything or do it. I mean, and it's, and it's the darkest shit you can think of, but at the same time, uh, I would rather have a prepared, uh, kid who has, um, some sort of, at least, at least has heard it in the past, right? Yeah. Versus, due, versus someone going in blind, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one. Well, uh, once again, great dad chat, Cream. And um, like follow, I said... Uh, wait, hold on. Follow-up questions. Oh. I have follow-up questions oh, for you. Oh, you do? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So you find out, you find out something horrible happens oh, to God. one of your beloved children. Ugh. Do we murder? Is it murder? Is that allowed or just assault? What do you think? Um, there's an awesome Sally Field film um, um, starring uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And I want to, oh God, I can't remember what it's called. It's called Flatliners. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think Sally Field's in that one. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's essentially around that topic is uh, Kiefer Sutherland okay. plays a really it's eye for an eye. That's what it's called. And okay. he plays a real, he, I mean, there's a rape in the film and she, she seeks out to kill him. And, um, it's very, d- d- divisive in how the film is made. It's actually really good. It's hard to watch. I'll admit it's very hard to watch, but at the end of the day, oh man, John, I think if I could, I probably would try. Um, I think I would too. If I, I knew, I if I knew something like for real happened, I think I, I think, would, uh, I think but then it's like, I don't want to like deny the rest of my life with my kids because of that's a murder. True. Charge. That's a really you know healthy, I mean? that's a very higher level. Of it would thing. probably be assault for me. I would beat him. I would beat him within an inch of their life. Right. And I think most cops would like, I'd be like, let me serve let three you. years for assault or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll be back home point. for Christmas. You use chains, you use blackjacks, you use, yeah. uh, some spray paint. Phone books. Um, yeah. Oh, I might, I might like cut off a toe or uh, something. One of those souvenir that, Louisville sluggers. Yeah. yeah. And, and a jury's going to be, um, on your side a little bit. That's why those are tough cases. Cause I'll testify. I'll be like, I didn't kill him. Okay. I wanted to kill him. Well, be there like, well are, I guess he didn't kill him. Uh, we'll only give you six months community there service. There are you know. certain states that have, um, what is, what is called justified manslaughter. I believe Texas is one. Oh, wow. Oh, um, Texas sounds like one of them. Yeah. So it's called a non-criminal homicide ruling, usually committed in self-defense or in defense of another. Um, 
Yeah. Um, it's also in uh, four states, they have a law called what is called crime of passion, where um, you are, it's a, you're still sentenced, but it's a significantly lesser sentence due to right. the circumstances of the, the assault or the murder. So okay. not to justify, you know, violence, but, violence, you know, I mean, yeah. and just to rise up, right? Let's go way up. Let's get up into the lighter air, 30,000, 50,000 feet up. Um, the fact that we have people like Michael Jackson, the, pa- the fact that we have um, people that um, it, it's a it's a sickness. It 100 percent is. Well, yeah. And, and well, and here's and, what's fucked up. Here's what's really fucked up is that is like within a, within a certain percentage of our species that is natural. I mean, that is built into our species. That is not that is not someone yeah. who's damaged. That is not someone who is. I mean, this is this has been a thing forever, right? Uh, yeah. In fact, you know what uh, I mean. Like, like this is part of why people are people, right? We well, also this, um, have a certain percentage of people that, given a certain uh, situation, you know, they'll they'll lie or they'll cheat to well, to just go to, to be ahead of their peers or to profit further. I mean, this is part of humanity. That's what's fucked up about the, about the entire it thing. Is. It's like. You know, you can you can point fingers and you can um, punish people accordingly and all that, but this is still the human species. This is the human condition. You know, that's what's real weird. And that brings up my next question to you. Are you ready for this heavy hitter? So apparently, um, like from companies in Japan and things like that, uh, there are companies that make uh, child sex dolls. Do you think do you think this is something that should exist so that it might prevent someone with with this sickness mm-hmm. from acting out their their desires on on living humans? That's a heavy one, bud. Answer. Like a go. preventative measure? Like if these right. were in theory because some people argue that with it exists. Uh, it's rape real. Statistics it's happening now. People porn. buy them now. It's a real yeah. thing, you know. Some people argue that porn lowers uh, uh, rape and sexual assault, and some people argue that porn increases it. Um, I just feel like there is a smarter, um, higher level, and when I say higher level, I mean it. it we haven't figured it out yet. Um, yeah. Way of addressing, and again, like I said, it's a sickness. There is something. Um, it's a mental. It's a dark mental health area that, unfortunately we're not addressing maybe as well as some other areas and, um, and not, we're not identifying certain things. It's just like our, um, I think it's, um, our, like, as far as human beings as a species is concerned, um, like society and, or an organized society and technology and all this stuff, it, it, it came way before we evolved to, you know, whatever the best version of us could be. Uh huh. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I so think like, there's right. still like all these like old, it's like a knot in the wood and animalistic, like, you and know, you like you can't X sand amount of it people out <laughs> when left in the wilderness on a very cold night might eat their children or, or something or eat their spouse. Right. Or eat another person. Right. Like attack and murder to right. 
to devour another, you know, like that's some shit you'll see in nature every other day of the week. It doesn't matter. You know, bears do it all the time. Uh, if you look at, uh, nasty act activity, like, uh, tribal activity for like, uh, chimpanzees and, uh, great apes and things like that. Like they do all kinds of fucked up stuff that, you know, like there's still just like a little, little sprinkle of that left in, in humanity and Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit, but, but, no, you you're know, right. It world, is a remnant we live in this of, world where it, all of, we have all these advances and we're supposed to be these modern, way better versions of our species that, I mean, even monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could, it's, it's a weird one. It's a, it's a weird thing to be a, a human being in 2019, right? Like it is. And it's, I'm not uh, saying I want to, well, eat it's weird that we're even able to just my think wife. about this just at saying, the level that we're I got real lucky, uh, as far as my mental chemistry goes, like I, I feel comfortable, but there are, uh, a decent percentage of humans that that's why this is still an issue, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, abuse or, uh, you know, things, things of that nature. It's, it's, we, we call it a sickness, but is it a sickness if it's built into our DNA or like our primal yeah, our build, you know. Well, I don't it makes know. you it makes you wonder, like in uh, in the animal kingdom, like we I talked about how much I hate chimps. Like, I imagine if something like that happened, they would just turn on that primate instantly. The whole rest of the troop would, and just rip it to pieces. Like it's, and they would just uh, eliminate it, eliminate that genetic line, you know, so to speak. But. Right. It is weird. You're right. Like as uh, as modern, like we have, we can talk to each other instantaneously. We can fly airplanes. We can play video games online. But at the same time, we still have this old, dark, ancient thing that uh, it still raises its ugly head, generation after generation after generation. We still wipe our ass with like toilet paper. We just that's smear, hilarious. We smear poop around. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so it's yeah. like as advanced as as advanced as we get. We're still like yeah. these, these crummy, you know, pink. There yeah. are skeletons inside of all of us. Did you know that? I know. It's always Halloween inside your body. Did you guys it's, realize that? That's the best. We all have quote. skeletons under us. <laughs> that's awesome. It's always Halloween. Oh, all it's right. So well, creepy listen. inside our bodies. There's listen. skeletons in there. Let's end on that, man. Um, awesome. Just great podcast. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, we, we really appreciate, we're on live on Wednesday nights, um, sometime between 8.30 and 9.30 mountain time. That would be 10.30. Is that right? Yeah. It would be around 10.30 and, uh, 12.30 Eastern time. And, uh, you can find us on all your popular social media networks. Uh, you can email us at raddadradio1 at gmail.com. And uh, we're on Discord. And, of course, check out our Patreon. Um, thank you to Madeira for sponsoring the podcast. You can find that link on our podcast notes. John, it was an absolute p- pleasure spending some time with you. If you got a half hour, I'll play some video games with you. I think I'm down, man. Okay. Um, um, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's uh, just uh, Check out podcasts right now if you're looking for more interesting podcasts and then, uh, please check out my artwork. It's, uh, at Egbert cream on Instagram, plenty of drawings for you to, to gaze upon. Cool. 
All right. Well, fuck we Michael did it. Jackson. <laughs> See you guys later. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up. Brush them off. You can go and brush your shoulders off. So dirty. I got you. Yeah. If you're feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told you get that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably yo with the yard. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the Lord, nigga, gripping my balls. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Off the trap that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it. Just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block. Like a running back. Get it, man, I'm straight up the block. I could run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the rock. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go on, brush your shoulders off. Ladies, is pimps too, go on, brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told your kid. That, turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that. that. Turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that. that. Turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that. that. Turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that. Turn up your shoulder, your homie holding position in the kitchen with soda. I just whipped up a watch, trying to get me a rover, trying to stretch up the coca like a wrestler, yes sir, keep the heck of the close, you know the smokers attention, but like 52 cards went out, I'm through dealing now, 52 bars come out, now you feel them now, 52 cards roll out, remove ceiling in case 52 bras come out, now you chilling with a boss, bitch, cards, SC on the sleeve, at the 4040 club, ESPN on the screen, I play the grip for the jeans, plus the slippers is clean, no chrome on the wheel. I'm a grown for real Feeling like a pimp, nigga, go on, brush your shoulders off Ladies is pimps too, go on, brush your shoulders off Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told your kid That, turn up your shoulder, you gotta get 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 That, back in the building Brooklyn, we back on the map, me and my beautiful in the back of the back I'm the realest to run it I just happen to rap I ain't gotta clap at them niggas scared of that black I dropped that black album then I back out it as the best rapper alive nigga acts about me from bricks to billboards from grams to grammys the O's the opposite often Andy you got a part in chain for selling out the garden in the day I'm like a young Marvin in his hay I'm a hustler homie you're a customer crony got some dirt on my shoulder could you brush it off for me if you're feeling like a pimp nigga go on, brush your shoulders off ladies is pimps too go on, brush your shoulders off Dead Radio.